asked me was where I liked it. I told him. This is a gay's only I event. Like my shit. Howdy, niggas. What? What's going on? Welcome to the One and a Half Lesbians Podcast. I'm Adriana, the lesbian. And I'm B, the half. We upload every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in every week. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at 1.5lesbians to stay up to date and continue the conversation. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter because I have a serious social media addiction at NamasteWoke. And you can follow me on Twitter at UltraLesbeam. And don't forget, we have a Patreon to give you guys extra content. We dropped a bonus episode last Monday, so go check that out at patreon.com slash lesbians. Now let's get into the show. Did capitalism win this week? Boy, capitalism made me cry this week. Uh, oh my god, I was literally in Adriana's bed this weekend bawling, because I was like, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? I was like, we are in hell, like... Yeah, literal hell. And I was like, yeah, I was like, we're slaves, like... <laughs> Like, that's the thing. I don't know if somebody, maybe I just have to do more reading, but I was like, okay, what's the point of white supremacy? You're better than us. Then what? Like, what? What do you want from me? Yeah. It was like, there's no end game. At least that I cannot foresee. Like, as far as we're concerned, I'm like, they won. You won already. Like, what more do you want? I'm already dead. Stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying to, like, find little pockets of joy and stuff and, like, reading to understand, like, what the fuck is happening so I don't feel so alone. But, yeah, things are really bad right now. So if you are, you know, struggling right now, you're not alone. Everybody thinks, yeah, everything (laughs) is bad. And you're correct. You're not going crazy. Like, things are bad. Everything is bad. And... Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> yeah, I really had to get back into my spirituality stuff because I fell off for like half a month. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why I feel so anxious. <laughs> like now my life is in shambles. Need to get back to my spirituality. Yeah, so like I did some stuff for like the super moon on Sunday. So that made me actually feel a lot better. Like definitely had less panic. Was able to like eat this whole day like pretty regularly. Um that's good. Skating. I went to the skate park. They had, like, some event kind of thing. Like, it was basically just a pop-up. So I dropped in. I learned how to drop in. I also learned how to, like, stall on the half pipe. Yeah, I don't know. I learned some stuff this week at the skate park, and I'm really proud of myself. I, like, dropped in off of, like, the three-foot half pipe and, like, the six-foot half pipe. Ooh. So next step is going to the bowl and trying to do bowl tricks. I don't know why. How large is the bowl? Is it, like, high or no? It's... There's one side that's not that high, but it's just the fact that, like, the coping around the... It's basically a swimming pool, and it has, like, this railing around it. So, Mm -hmm. basically, the railing is a little bit thicker than what I'm used to. I don't know why it's so hard for me to, like, (laughs) drop into the bowl. I don't know. It's just... It's just scary. you never did it before. I've never done it before, yeah. So, that's my joy through skating. Definitely getting better. Definitely feeling it in my legs. (laughs) Getting that work out. I don't know if dropping in, like, makes the leg muscles stronger or something, because I've literally been walking around here like Mr. Krabs all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes sense that it puts more strain on your legs. Mm, yeah. Because you're, after... like, kind of keeping yourself upright Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what? That's good. That's a good thought. Yeah. My joy this week is I checked out this video game from the library. 
<laughs> they got video games in the library? Yeah, they got video games in the library. Wait. They got Switch games. I was like, all right, let me get huh? Splatoon 2. Let me find <laughs> out. Because my whole thing with getting a Switch, I was like, I don't want to buy no games. Because games is like $50 a piece. But let me find yeah. out the library got There's Switch some games. cheaper games that like indie games are cheaper. Okay, okay. Like Stardew Valley is like $15. Mm. But that's like a farming simulation type. <laughs> <laughs> Love that game. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been playing Splatoon 2 for, like, the past two days. This game is fun as shit. What is it about? It's just, like, it's kind of, like, paintball-related-ish. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, well, on one of the modes you can do, you're just, like, spraying ink to, like, cover your turf and your team's, like, mm-hmm. covering the whole area. And you have to, like, get more than the other team. And you can, like, shoot everybody and stuff. Oh, okay. With, like, ink. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's fun. I've also been reading this week. I... Finished Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, which is basically, like, his manifesto. And I'm starting on this book called The Black Awakening in Capitalist America. Um, It's supposed to be about how it's really... Wow, all of this... History is not new. Because all this stuff that we're seeing now with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and, like, um, corporations getting involved, they already predicted that in the 70s. That shit was already happening back then. (laughs) I was like, wow, there's really nothing new under the sun. History repeats itself. And those who do not read are doomed to repeat itself. Like, wow. You know what? Maybe whoever said that quote was really right. Bruh, that time when I was high and I was like, life is just cycles. It's just cyclical. Life is just cycles, like, in every way. Apply to everything. It's simply a cycle. It's simply a cycle. And the goal is to break the cycle and do better. I guess. Probably. I. <laughs> at this point, I literally called my mom this weekend and I was crying and I was like, Mom, are we in hell? And she was like, what is making you say that? I was like, I'm having an existential crisis. I was like, just answer the question. You think we're in hell? <laughs> so, like, we talked some. And she was like, maybe you should, like, read some more so you can figure out, like, because everything. Yeah, she was telling me everything's cyclical. She was like, so you have, like, a deeper understanding. And she was like, I mean, just you have to do what makes you fulfilled because nothing else, like, you could go out of here just being, like, miserable. And, yep. Yeah. And if everything's, like, a cycle, there was people like you in the 70s going yeah. through the same shit. Like, what the fuck? So then going back and, like, reading their stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That could give some perspective. Yeah, for sure. I think the thing that I hate most about capitalism, though, is that I can't opt out. Like, I'm clearly not having a good time. I want to leave this. Like, I don't want to be in capitalism. Like, there's no way yeah. to opt out. I don't think that's fair. Really, opt out is death. Like. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> It's not. The same thing with how I just can never be naked, like, as a human in public. That's fucked up. (laughs) That's fucked up. Like, if you really think about that, like, your whole time on Earth, you're never really, like, allowed to be naked outside and just be, like, a monkey, which is basically what humans are. Like, you're not a monkey. Like, we're all, we're just hairless monkeys, for real. Like, (laughs) I'm like, we're not able to just do that. Like, that's not weird to y'all. We talked about this before. I don't think it's weird. And it makes me so mad. Put some clothes on. It makes me mad. It makes me mad. <laughs> put like, what your do you damn mean? clothes on. What do you mean? I only get to be naked when I come out the womb and then they immediately put you in some clothes? <laughs> <laughs> they said not. Nah. Well, according to the Bible, it was when they recognized their sin, <laughs> they, oh. were, they realized they were naked. <laughs> damn. Okay. We have to go to a world without sin. To, so we can be naked in public again. <laughs> Child, we're not going to get there. But speaking of sin, Lil Nas X and this Call Me By Your Name Montero video. Man, the Christians will swear he is the devil's spawn. <laughs> and, you know, somebody added us on Twitter 
And they were like, oh, are you prepared to eat your words this week? And I said yes. And I said no. But you know what? I lied. I lied. I don't have anything to eat because I listened to the previous episodes and I was like, I never said that I was going to hate the song. I said what I said. I just wasn't looking forward to it. I had no expectations for the song. But I thought the song was decently okay. It's it's a song. Yeah, I thought it was decently okay. Uh, he brought back like that country twang that I was talking about that I would want to hear more of. But the real star of the show, I guess, this week was the music video. The music video. I so I haven't watched the whole thing. I kind of don't want to give him the view, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't like him as an artist. Like, why am I giving you views? Okay, fair. I was like, I will simply watch the clips on Twitter when I see them. They were nice. And piece them together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't care enough. Okay, that's fair. Um, I thought the video and the song are both, like, shots at some DL nigga that he was fucking with in the industry. Like, it was pretty point blank (laughs) of a shot. Lots of CGI, which is pretty common. I guess that's just his style of video. But, boy, he loved him some CGI and a bad wig. Oh, my goodness. Yep. He said, I have a budget. (laughs) Um, same Tyler Perry budget, for real, for real. (laughs) Okay, let's be real. Like, everything else in the music video was fine. I was like... Was all the money gone by the time we got to hair and makeup? The red wig, very high. I was like, okay, what happened to, like, feed and The braids? one with, like, the... Yeah. The thing thing. It was sitting very high. <laughs> I was like, we couldn't have gotten some feed and braids? Because what, from what I see... Oh, yeah. you're talking about the cornrows Yeah, one? yeah, the cornrows. Oh, wait, I thought you talking about the other red one. Oh, what other red one? It's, like, a burgundy one. It's, like, a Jesus-esque wig. Oh, that one was bad, too. <laughs> and the pink one was bad. I'm like, that definitely should have been combed out. <laughs> Um, the blue one was the only one that I was like, this is okay. It was giving, like, Marge Simpson type tees. Well, I haven't seen any of these wigs on it long enough to critique them. It looked okay in, like, the stripper pole descent to hell. I was like, okay, this shot is kind of excellent. I, at first, that's what I was thinking. I was like, his mind is actually fantastic. Like, this concept and the song and then, like, the storytelling matching and then, like, the free promo that you're about to get. But alas, because I cannot have anything in this world, I found out that this whole music video concept is stolen from FK Twigs. And now we see why it was so excellent. Okay, because cellophane video was excellent. Bar for bar, word for okay. word, copy from cellophane. And, it, and everybody's like, oh, maybe he was paying homage. No. No. The... The um, director of the cellophane video got on Instagram and was like, look, like you contacted me asking about this video and like inspiration. Then you contacted like the choreographer and used the same choreographer in your video. And apparently it was the label. The label decided not to go with it. I don't know. That don't matter. It's still like go with actual the actual person for the video. But it don't matter. It's still stolen. Yep. Yeah, once I watched the cellophane video back, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and they put up a side-by-side. I was like, nah, this shot for shot. Shot for shot, bar for bar. How you still that shit shot for shot? In broad daylight, and we're not talking about that. Like, everybody's arguing about Satan, whatever, fine. I'm talking about- It's plagiarism. The straight plagiarism. It's homage, it's homage. Not while FK Twigs is still alive in the flesh. (laughs) That's not what homage is, am I wrong? And I, I don't know, I feel like if it was- they would have said something about it or like they would have did some kind of like nod to it, like a clear. Yeah. Or at least mentioned it on Twitter or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think there was a lot of things to be done if it was a homage video. Also, the cellophane video is not that old. I feel like when people cellophane talk about it. was in 20, what, 18, 19? Yeah. Not that old. So I'm like, for me, a homage video has got to be at least 10 years. And that's really on the short end of the stick. 20 years <laughs> for a homage video. 
or homage or whatever. I never, I don't know how that word is pronounced because every time I hear it out loud, someone pronounces it differently. So I'm just like. It's like salmon. It doesn't sound, it sounds weird as homage. I always thought it was like paying homage. Like That sounds homage. like Amish people. But you heard the G at the end. But sometimes the G is silent. You never, you don't remember that line from that Little Wayne song? Real niggas <laughs> move in silence <laughs> like, like lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> no, real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> wow. His mind. That's someone, if I I went back and listened to his old stuff at the skate park, his mind. I, I don't want to pr- publicly praise Lil Wayne. I'm sorry. <sighs> you used to be a stand. Let's like, it up. Like I said, I don't <laughs> want to publicly stand. <laughs> it's okay. The old, the old Lil Wayne. It was a period Anyways, of time. We where pivoted. You just went off topic. What were oh, we talking completely. about? Like I was saying. Either way, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce the word, but I always thought it was like homage. Okay, we could just go. But I'm not sure how. I don't know. People say it different. I don't know. Who cares? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what we mean. (laughs) But yeah, I like I I don't buy that it was supposed to be allegedly a nod to FK Twigs. You stole that shit. Yeah. I mean, excellent, but yeah, stolen, stolen. And it is really sad that your song don't even match. Oh, the excellence of the video. I was like the excellent excellence of the video. The excellence of the original cellophane video and the excellence of the song cellophane like you don't even have a good song (laughs) i will say okay i say the song is decent i think it's good like it's very excellent mainstream i won't say it's good i also i haven't listened to the song in full just the clips from twitter but i think that's enough and i really don't like lil nas x music so and i think that's your right that's fair um, I maintain the fact, though, that Rodeo, Holiday, and whatever that other one was were not good songs. They were not good. Holiday I'm, was a really bad song. Yeah. I think I listened to whatever little EP that... Seven? Yeah, Seven. I think, was it Rodeo? There was one song where, like, part of, the, like, the beat was, like, excellent, but then it, like, it was a beat switch or change. Mm. Was that Rodeo? Couldn't tell you. I think you. it was that one. But I was like, why the fuck would you, like, mess up the <laughs> song like that? <laughs> Yeah, the other music is not excellent. I will put this as his number two song, but it's only because the rest of the music was not good. Yeah, just not good. Sorry. Um, he did drop some Satan Nikes, though. Um, 666 is... <laughs> pairs because he's a troll. <laughs> he is trolling the Christians. And it sold out in less than a minute. Wow. Y'all some real Lil Nas X fans, huh? I, I mean, think it's the controversy behind it. It's not even good for him, a I fact guess. of, like, standing or anything like that because I'm like... I don't think he has stands for the music, like for his personality. Uh, maybe the music is not good enough to be a stand. I'm not sorry, good. it's not good enough. Let's let's be honest, as America, let's be honest. I don't know, but I mean that's that's what niggas like though. So I don't know. Maybe there are a little Nas X stands. I think that it's his personality mostly, mm. which is we fine. Know, we remember the Barb Nas Mirage. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the the shoes apparently have a drop of human blood in them. A little bit much. Allegedly. Is that aren't they are they just saying that for No, he said it too. Value? He said it too. A literal drop of It's a bit much for me. I'm not gonna lie. I that does sound a bit yeah, like human fluid. In a sh- it's like like do we need that? Where did you get it from? I'm you know what, I'm not gonna look further into this. I'm just gonna assume that they don't mean real blood because why? Like I don't, I can I can see no other reason than for shock value. Than yeah, to say it's that. purely shock value. It's not real. I've, I've confirmed. I said it. It's not real. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he confirmed that there's human blood in it. Listen, I'm not about to find out. 
true. I just want to find out if the drop of blood has been COVID tested. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> you gonna catch COVID from that one drop in the shoe? You know what? No chances. No chances. Can um, you even transmit COVID through blood? Ooh. Clock Because they say it's just <laughs> a respiratory disease. Clocked. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> My final critique of the video, though, is that Satan should have been sexier. Why was he ugly? Yeah. Why are you why are you giving an ugly nigga a lap dance? Why are you twerking on an <laughs> ugly nigga? Set an example for the kids, you know? No ugly niggas allowed. <laughs> okay, I only say that because that Satan should have been sexier in the video. Because, like, that's Satan's whole gist. Like, he's supposed to be so irresistible, so, like, like attractive that you want to go down there. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not picking that Satan over heaven. <laughs> Like, it wasn't giving. And the Satan wasn't CGI. And, like, the head was really big. It was just all, like, proportionally wrong. So I was like, <laughs> I don't see why you left heaven for this. I get the metaphor from the video. Like, that's a given. Don't yeah, get me you're wrong. Like, the visual's not adding up for It you. was just <laughs> Satan being ugly was really, <laughs> was really messing with me. Well, that's your right. That's my right. Satan should be sexy. <laughs> Sexy Satan's only. Sexy Satan. <laughs> Speaking of Satan, these white companies. So I know you all have seen the uh, Jimmy Fallon clip or whatever. of the White TikTok dancer number 570. They really dropped new white people I didn't even know. I was like, who the fuck? I was like, I don't know who this white girl is. Never heard of her. No. Um, new but white people just dropped. Doing all these TikTok dances with no flavor. Yeah, and then they put the side by side to the black creators. I was like, wow, that's really embarrassing. I was like, you see how black people have some flavor when they dance? Some like, excellence. Bruh. <laughs> it's just all bad. Black creators keep getting snubbed. Like, I am all for a general internet strike for black people. I feel like black people should stop posting for a week. Because look at the what happened at the protests, like during protesting time last year when everybody was like, read the room, don't post anything that's fun. <laughs> and then white people were so lost, they didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> there was no, there was no like meme during that time. I think that's the one time the internet has really been like. They were like, no. No, you're not allowed to post anything that's fun right now. <laughs> yeah, we should do that again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm all for um, keeping the whites out of our stuff on social media. Absolutely, we should be gatekeeping. Absolutely. Because not only do black creators get snubbed, when black creators do get their flowers, then these, like, white companies come in and they're like, oh, here, I'm going to appreciate you. But really, it's just to extract the talent and make it palatable for white people in the mainstream. Yep. And these white people be, like, watering down these dances. I mean, You can't even do the full-out dance. You look stupid. Like... I couldn't even, like, these were two completely different dances when they put them side by side. Yeah, I was like, what is this girl doing? And I could tell even before seeing the side by side, I was like, I knew she was. No seasoning in this. No energy. No flavor. (laughs) (laughs) No energy at all. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, and y'all be eating this shit up. I don't get it. Am I missing something? Am I I missing something? Let me know. I am absolutely missing something. On top of everything else, I've never seen this girl on my For You page. I'm like, who is lying? Is it bots that follow you? Because 
And I've seen know. several people say that before, like, after the, like, whole Jimmy Fallon thing came out. Like, people on my For You page was like, I've never seen that person in my life. Who is that? Uh. <laughs> and apparently she got famous and, like, she's now, like, a singer or whatever. Can't sing. That song was terrible. I heard that little clip. I don't know what the fuck that was. And I was like, mm, y'all just let anybody just anybody. get up here, up here and sing a song, put some auto-tune on and call it a day. Free my people from auto-tune. Like, it is a mess. You know what? Maybe we do need to be going back to the church. <laughs> we do, because some of y'all need them singing lessons y'all got in the, the church. The church offered singing lessons, <laughs> and that's what's missing from music like, today. Where, where are our, like, post-church, like, choir directors and stuff out? Help the young kids out. Like, fuck the church, but, like, where are the, the music people from the church? Yeah, because music was really <laughs> the only thing keeping me in the church as a child. Like, where where are the singers? The singers. I feel like we're getting on topic. Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of singers, Ari Lennox uh, looks great. She's been popping up much more on my TL now. Some people, like, have been saying that she is... People are only paying attention to her now because she's wearing wigs and all this stuff, which I kind of agree with. I think it's a little truth, but I'm like, before this, like... It wasn't like she was nowhere. Yeah, it wasn't like people weren't... Like, she was going viral off the random just for being pretty. Yeah, she's before very... Before she even did this little weight loss journey and started wearing more wigs and stuff. So, I was like, mm, I was like, maybe there's a little bit to, like, the in- yeah. an increase. But yeah. it's not like it was never there. Mm-hmm. I think the people who post her now just changed. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, maybe it's just more of those other people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I understand the critique, though. But I, I like seeing Ari Lennox more on my timeline. <laughs> I also love seeing Victoria Monet on my timeline because she's so pretty and she's a singer, a writer. Like, I looked up her writing credits. She's on everybody's song. Yep. She be writing, writing her ass off. And that little F-U-C-K song she put out. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I haven't listened to it because is that part of the project or no of Jaguar? Jaguar's already out. But I, so I read that Jaguar is going to be released in three parts to make up her debut album, so I didn't listen to Jaguar Part 1. What? Exactly. So I'm that's that's what I'm hearing. So I'm like, if that's not true, then I'll listen to Jaguar. But if it is true, I'll wait till the whole thing is out. Because I hate when artists release albums like this. Why, why is this necessary? I don't know. I don't like it. Like, Lucky Day did it with his album Painted. And I didn't even know. I was so mad when the first EP came out. And I, I overplayed the shit out of that EP. And then it comes out, it was like, oh, the next part. Oh, this is the whole album. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You could have let a nigga know? Damn. <laughs> Name the EP part one. Like, I'm so mad. Moses Sumney did it too, but he li- he lied to me because he said Grey was going to be a double album. So I was like, okay, that means two separate albums, but they're related. So I overplayed the shit out of the first album. And then part two comes out and he was like, yeah, this is all one album meant to be played together. And I was like, why would you do this to me? Why would you split it up? Why would you do that to me? I hate that. I want to listen to it all at the same time because then if I overplay it before, yeah, it ruins it. Ru- it. it it's like it's not connected to the next part mm-hmm. because I didn't listen to it at the same time. I absolutely agree. <sighs> Haley Williams did it too, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I waited till it came out. <laughs> but yeah, I also found out that Victoria Monet is bi. I didn't know that before. So he is late to the party. Very late to the party. But you know what? I'm here now. <laughs> Isn't that all that matters? Yes, that's all you, that matters, that you have arrived. But yeah, I hope her, whatever the next parts of this of Jaguar come out, like, 
this year at least yeah i feel like it has to come out within the year or else it's kind of not connected to the album if you're Uh, like yeah i'm like so i'd like to listen by 2022 (laughs) at least you know because i did i did start to listen to jaguar before I knew it was mm-hmm. supposed to be part of a whole album, and I liked them, but I, I forgot what they what they sound like now. But mm. I was like, I liked what I heard when I heard it, so can we speed it along? <laughs> In more music news, Rico Nasty dropped her Pussy Poppin' video. I really go back and forth if I like this song or not. Or not. I did not watch the video. I, the clip was enough. I was like, yeah. Like, when I listened to the album, I was like, eh. I think the song got really big on TikTok, and then the label was like, oh, yeah, let's make a music video for it. I kind of hate when that happens. Yeah, like, they make a video just because it went po- cause like, it got popular, not because they wanted to make the video for that song. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would yeah. rather see the artist make the video for the song that they want to make the video for or they have a vision already for. Yeah. Or maybe they don't mind doing it like that. I don't know. I'm also like, so then what's the point of the label if you're not going to give me money to do the video until it gets big? Because I could do that myself. No? <laughs> Like, I could take the money that I get off the YouTube video and put it into the production costs. Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought the video was cute. I thought it was campy, like, exciting. She's on her booty journey, like, on her IG page. Her uh, booty journey? What's she's, she like, doing? trying to do squats and stuff to get her a booty. Oh, okay. Little booties matter. <laughs> Rico, I know you listen. I see the progress. I see the progress <laughs> in the back. <laughs> I thought. Um, in the video, she was dressed as, like, a literal penis at one point. I thought it was okay. funny, though. She always <laughs> inserts some, like, something that's a little bit funny and, like, really campy. I, I think the video was pretty cute. I definitely would have liked to see more of the Adam and Eve part that was happening in the beginning. It was just, like, it was kind of there for the intro shot, and then it just went away. I would have liked to see more of that, but I think she's fun. I really didn't like the last album. Like, that's just, it's just yeah. what it is. I Yeah, don't really want to revisit it either because I didn't. I didn't enjoy it, but I will always go out and go up for PG County, bitch. It's just... I will go up for nasty, though. I will go up for nasty (laughs) until the day I take my last breath. Please, come back to the trap rock sound. I don't know. what What do we call that genre? Like, infusing heavy guitars with rap and stuff? Like, whatever that is, whatever the proper genre is, bring it back, please. I think she was on her way to, like, screamo rap, and I really missed that. Yeah. I missed that. Ugh, someone, please, if anyone knows any artists who make music like what I'm describing, send them my way. Yeah. I would like to hear it very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's good. Don't send me no bad music. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> what was that song? Prom Queen by yes. Lil Wayne. That was my Yo, introduction. Everybody didn't like Rebirth. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, on fire? Very good. Bruh. Knockout? Bruh. <laughs> yeah, knockout? Oh my goodness. Literally changed Bruh. the game. I didn't, maybe I should revisit that album. I've been revisiting a lot of older music. Um, yep. I'm just about to be in my old bitch shit. Like, obviously, because I'm not getting shit, what I want. I'm not listening. Like, please. I'm I, not getting what I'll I want. I'll be stuck in the 2010s and the 2000s and the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I revisited Juvenile's 400 Degree album. Oh, my goodness. Like, Back That Ass Up is on that album. Ghetto Children, Follow Me Now. Like, the bass lines in that album, just, ugh, they don't Just make kiss. yeah i i'm realizing that yes i am a contrarian especially when it comes to music because the music after people like get signed to these big companies is just not good because i listened to the rest of his albums after cash money records like infused with whatever label they infused with it was not good after that like mm. what is it these corporations be sucking the life, life. out of your shit yeah i 
like I just don't I don't know because you would think like with a better budget stuff would get better but it doesn't at least it not anymore watered down because then you have to like answer to label people and if they don't like what you put mm-hmm. out then yeah I'll always remember that video of Bobby Shmurda and he's dancing on the table for white yes. label executives <laughs> how humiliating um, to have to, like, explain your black-ass music to white people who just will not get it. Yeah, and they could be like, no, and then it and doesn't then it's, happen. And then it's nixed. Like, it's like, but y'all not even the you're target not even, You're not audience. the target audience. How are you going to tell me this is not good? Yeah, it's, everything's backwards. <laughs> I don't know. I love independent artists. Um, I'm currently listening. Well, I guess they're not technically independent, but Serena Isimo, I-S-I-O-M-A. They dropped a project called Leo, and it's really good. I really enjoy it. One of their songs blew up on TikTok, and that's how I found them. They're a non-bi- they describe themselves as a non-binary rock star. I think the music is pretty accurate to match. Um, okay. Their, Send me the link. Yeah, their top song is right now is sensitive. That's the one that went viral on TikTok. It's so good. Like, we stand. Definitely stand. Oh, and I'm also listening to Binky a lot. Is Binky independent? Yes. Okay. Binky's yeah. independent. Them four songs. Yeah, snapping. All right, all right now. B i n k i, not with a y, but um, yeah, I found Binky a couple weeks ago. I guess I'll just go old and gray before he drops more music. Yeah, I mean, I'll wait on it. But I will be playing the <laughs> shit out of these songs. Though. I was like, I don't want to overplay these songs too much because I'm like, are these just standalones? Or are these going on a project? It's kind of been a couple of years, so I'm thinking they're standalones. Okay, cool. Because I think but the last the one's one... from 2019. Okay, the one I really like, Hey Baby, just came out like last year, though. Mm-hmm. Was it 19 or 20? 2019, 20? I don't know. But that one came out more recently, so mm-hmm. I was like, is this for an album? Because if so, I will stop pl- playing, that playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I hate I hate like knowing the song before I hear the rest of the album. It just changes how you feel about the whole project. Yeah, it changes how it integrates into the the project. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I already know that song, and it's like doesn't have the same flow. Yeah, I get what you mean. Speaking of black excellence, Marseille Martin said, "No black pain when you come into her office." Period. She did an interview with Hollywood Reporter. She was like, "When you come into my office, <laughs> we're not doing that here." And I think that's a good standard to set because too many times we see people willing to just jump on the Jordan Peele trauma pain train. And and I don't even think it, I think it's now becoming outside of Jordan Peele. Yeah. Because really Get Out was like the only one that was trauma yeah. based. Like the like, other one, they just so happened to be black people. Yeah, I'm like, Jordan Peele only has like one like race horror film and he has sons and it was excellent and i know we talked about this last week but how you make that much impact with one movie like that that's talent that's talent that's talent (laughs) (laughs) but marseille was like i don't do back plane she was like i don't go for it because there are so many films and projects about it so that's not who i am i said period because it is way too many projects and films out here too many about black pain like and not in black pain like anything other than racism black yeah like pain. trauma like hella traumatic shit and i think it's kind of sick in a way because not only are you re-traumatizing the population but it's also like white people are watching these movies yeah like for fun for funsies that is disgusting like that um some new netflix movie or something coming out it was like 
I don't, I forget what it was called, but I remember one of the guys who created Trayvon. Yeah. I remember your app because it was just Trayvon. Yeah, just... I put it, I put it in Dumb Bitch News. And oh, it's in Dumb about, Bitch. Okay. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but I think there's things that we can cover in Black Pain that aren't directly just white people being racist to black people. Like I saw somebody talk about, oh, what if there was a movie based off of like black hair, like, and like the process of doing black hair, like when your mom used to like sit you in the kitchen and like do the hot your comb. kitchen, <laughs> yeah, and do your kitchen. Like we can make a whole horror film about that. Like I don't know. There's... I, like, I kind of don't want to see that. I don't either. <laughs> like but a horror. I was like, yeah, there was like good and bad to the hair stuff, but I'm I'm like it's more good than bad. No, I feel like we can for me. Anyway. I feel like we can expand it a little bit more. I'd like to yeah. see more hair related things. Yeah, like I don't think it has to be like. Horror, but yeah. I'm thinking like something a movie about it good like like it's good like getting your hair done was a good experience like growing up Child. I think okay maybe uh, some people not for me I like getting my hair done girl them perm I wasn't scars in the middle of my head okay oh. see I never I didn't grow up with a perm oh so yeah them <laughs> my perm mom scars, just my hair them perm scars they would get me <laughs> And my mom didn't know how to handle a hot comb, so you know what? I just mm. and when I would have to go to the fucking hair salon, we'd be in there all damn day. Like I mean, nine to five. Mm. True. You know what? Actually, I think my brain is doing some revisionist history because because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like when I went into the salon, anxiety. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see like a documentary, maybe like about black hair care and all that type of stuff. Maybe not. There's probably one already. I'll look. I mean, there's like different types of stuff mm-hmm. you can do. See, there's like so much that you could do with that alone that's not related to pain necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's true. But maybe it could, but not like traumatic. Yeah, like maybe what if we had a horror movie and it's set in a salon, like a black hair salon? Like it doesn't have to be related to your hair getting done as the horror, but like there's just something creepy about the salon. Yeah. Because salons sometimes are creepy. A little bit. And in, like, something that's not for white consumption. Because they just well. don't get it. Yeah. I want a film that white people are not going to understand. Yes, like, stop making shit with white people in mind. I want to see some black-ass shit that n- doesn't give a fuck about what white people are watching. Like, Yeah. Why, why do we have to break people. everything down for them? Gatekeep it. Gatekeep. Gatekeep it. If they don't get it, they don't get it. And don't explain it. One thing that white people didn't get this week, though, um, Twerkulator, that City Girl song, Justice for Twerkulator. They didn't clear the sample. Justice for Twerkulator. <laughs> because they started a whole dance trend on TikTok, and, like, I ain't do it because I'm going to butt. But everybody was doing their little twerking dance, and somebody brought up the point. They were like, do you notice whenever we involve heavy twerking in our song, in our, like, dance routines on TikTok, like, white people don't touch it? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Because they can't do it. Because they can't do it. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a few stragglers, but but yeah, as a as a mass, they didn't as take a whole that. good good stay your ass out our business. It's mm, annoying. Yeah, but that song was catchy though. Justice for Twerkulator, like even Miami was riding the beat. Okay, I only heard the part with JT on. Oh, but <laughs> Miami's part wasn't bad. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, JT slid like. Wow, that song, can you imagine that would have been the song of the summer? In the club? I sure would twerk to that in the club. It's time, time for the twerkulator. It's time for the twerkulator. Justice for twerkulator. Like, first of all, like, the beat alone was already fire. Iconic. Like, original percolator was already fire. <sighs> like, <laughs> Justice for twerkulator. Is there a petition I can sign? Nope, because I think the originators of the song don't want to clear the sample, so if the source don't want it to happen. Nigga. 
We don't got no producers in the back. Happen. Where they sample that from? Let's go to them. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> R.I.P. Twerkulator. I mean, it lives it lives online. On so YouTube, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play that snippet over and over again. <laughs> you sure could. Don't uh, they have the whole song somewhere? Ooh, it's I leaked. thought I heard someone say it was leaked. Oh, because they could for real post that shit on SoundCloud oh. and keep it moving. So you don't you don't need to get shit cleared to put on SoundCloud. Oh, per JT in Miami, I know for free. One, one no. of y'all listen to this. Um, put it on SoundCloud. Yeah, per you love the little <laughs> wrap around. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bunch like I know a bunch of artists that just post like stuff they on SoundCloud that's not like cleared. Like I think Lion Babe had like a mixtape that's only on SoundCloud mm-hmm. because they couldn't get the shit cleared. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it lives online. Pull up the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored by us. You can support us by becoming a member of our Patreon or sending us something on Cash App at $1.5Lesbians. If you have something you'd like us to promote on a future episode, you can send us an email to oneandahalflesbianspod at gmail.com for more info. Now let's get back into the show. This week, we watch Vita Season 3, Episode 4, and you can watch it with us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern in our Discord. The link will be in the description. So, why the very first scene of this episode, Lynn and Rudy are fucking just going at it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I thought we were, past, we were past these, like, abrupt sex scenes in the beginning. Also, we haven't seen Rudy in several episodes. Yeah. Maybe episode one of this season or last season? Yeah, it's been a while. I thought they just ended things or just killed off the character, basically. I don't know, but I didn't need to see that. It was very jarring to me. (laughs) Heterosexual sex is very jarring. And seeing Lynn's ugly-ass, stiff-ass boobs, traumatizing. (laughs) I was like, she's bouncing in them shits or not moving (laughs) at all. It's terrible, Your Honor. It's terrible. But she goes to go put a finger in his booty hole, and he's like, whoa, don't do that. And Lynn is like, I'm confused, though, because, like, she's used the strap on him before. Yeah, and he was like, that's different. Like, you're not looking right at me. I was and like, this is how hmm. I know they're gonna they're about to make this character gay. I feel like, like, what do, what do we gain from that? Especially at the end of the fucking There's show. There's two episodes left of this show. <laughs> Like, why add that now? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why the show infuriates me because they will start adding, they're adding so much shit at the end. They could have wrapped up, they could have extended the plot from like season two and not added anything else and done a better job. Yeah. Or maybe it's, maybe he's not gay, but he he's like, nah, that would be gay. If you looking in my eyes and with your finger in my booty hole. It's a woman. <laughs> this is a straight woman. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, something's... A little fishy. I don't know. I think he's gay because also they start talking about Marcos's birthday party and it's supposed to be a queer senora. And she's like, he's asking her if she still needs centerpieces. And then she's like, yeah. So then he says, well, then take me up on borrowing them from my mother. Get anything you need from her because she's thrown a million parties. And I'm like, why would you put them in the same room together? It's very obvious your mom does not approve of Lynn. Yeah. And I was like, y'all not even like 
Like, y'all haven't even said you love each other. This seems a bit too involved to me with the family. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all not even in love and love. <laughs> but Lynn admits that she's scared of um, his mother. And he's like, you know, maybe just don't mention the whole queer Senora thing. And then Lynn's like, why? Because it's queer? And he's like, what? No, she donates to Glad. Like, it's just the vibe of the bar that I think that she wouldn't get. <laughs> And she donates to Glenn. She's not homophobic. And that's why I think he's gay. Because I'm like, homophobic people usually don't donate to gay organizations unless they have a reason to. So I'm like, the reason would probably be Rudy. She's like, oh, I'm going to donate to Glad because my son is gay type B. But like, that's it. But she doesn't think he's gay. I think maybe she knew... I don't and think she thinks he's gay. I don't know. He's, he's with Lynn. He's, she's like, of course he's not gay. No, prior to Lynn. Like oh, maybe, before Lynn? Maybe she caught so. him or something. I don't know. I think Rudy's gay. It's giving... I don't think so. It's giving a little bit. I think he just has... A masculine internal issue. Yeah, he just has internal issues. I don't think he's gay. I don't know. We'll see. Anything <laughs> could happen with this show. That's why I'm always like, you know what? Let me throw this outlandish theory out there because it could be true. Mm, I'm not giving Vita that much credit. <laughs> but and then he was like go borrow the centerpieces babe like a little quality time between my two best girls will be good my two best girls please disgusting so then lynn shows up to Ree's mom's house and bitch they got money their house is big as shit i was like oh y'all rich rich okay but her mom is shady as fuck she asked lynn in spanish if she wanted some lemonade or tea and lynn hesitated like she couldn't understand and i'm like all, her mom is shady as fuck because you know Lynn can't speak Spanish like that. I think she just speaks Spanish like automatic. Like she just assumed that Lynn could speak Spanish and she was like, oh. But remember the party scene that was a couple episodes back. Oh, true, true. So I'm like, that was a little shady to me. Maybe. I don't know. It was simple Spanish though. Like me just reading the subtitles, I knew what she was asking. <laughs> so I was like, girl, why, why you hesitate? You want lemonade or tea? Like, <laughs> and she's like, sorry. And then said it in English. <laughs> And she's like, oh, like, tell me about this party. And she's, like, trying to downplay it. She's like, no, nah, like, it's just this, a little birthday thing. And she's like, oh, like, it's at your bar? And she said, yeah, like, this is our our lounge. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, trying to make y'all a little high-end or something. <laughs> when she just told Rudy they're a curated dive bar. And then she's, like, trying to, I think she's trying to say, like, I've got something going on. Like, we have buzz going on. Like, mm-hmm. this article, this magazine talked about us. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like, I'd love to see the bar. And then this comment, I was like, girl, what? She said, I think it's good for a woman to entertain herself with work before marriage. Like, marriage? I was, like, implying after marriage she would just be, like, a housewife. Are we implying she's getting married to Rudy? Ooh, yuck. Like, girl, she can't go two episodes without jumping on Johnny's dick. Like, come on now. <laughs> So they're so rich they have maids, and the maid brings out the punch bowl for Lynn to reuse as a centerpiece. And she's, the mom is talking about, like, this is a family heirloom that's been in our family from uh, Porfirio Diaz times. And Lynn's like, oh, it's so gorgeous. I, I can't, though. And her mom pretty much stares her down until she takes it. Right. She was like, hmm. And like, <laughs> holding out the bowl, like, um, take this take shit, it anyway. bitch. <laughs> So, of course, she takes it, and then then her the mom is like, oh, like, do you know who Porfirio Diaz was? And Lynn, dumbass, said, yeah, of course, a, a great uh, Mexican hero. And she was like, if dictators are your idea of heroes, she said some solicited, unsolicited advice. Admit when you don't know something, because empty vessels make the most noise. And, and I laugh. said, 
Mm, it's bars. True. <laughs> My dad used to say that shit all the time. Empty barrels make the most noise. Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, um, okay. <laughs> and then we cut to Emma meeting the lawyer asking about Victor, like with legal things, if he has a claim to their mom's estate. And the lawyer saying, like, since there's docu- documented history of abuse towards Vita, that if he tried to make a claim in court, like, it wouldn't look good. And also coupled with, like, the question of his citizenship status and all that. And she has pictures of, like, Vidalia. Yeah, really bruised yeah, up. Yeah, really, really bruised swollen. up in her face. I knew that nigga was an abuser. We knew it. I was like, what other reason Yeah. to be to tell your kids that your that their father is dead? Yeah. He was abusing her. And who was next? The kids would have been next. Exactly. So Emma comes back from the lawyer meeting and is asking Nico what she can help with for Marco's party. And Nico's like, well, we have an entanglement situation and hands her some string lights. But it's definitely like a double entendre. Yes. I was like, entanglement. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nico's like touching her back and she's like, yeah, it was a rough night. My back's blown out. I'm like, I bet it was. Right. I was blown out from what? Hmm? I Hmm? bet it was. (laughs) So Emma's like, oh, like, where are you sleeping these days? And she's at back at Maddie's. Emma said, so you mean back at Zoe's? She said, no, back at Maddie's. But it's, you know, it's back with Zoe. Like, like we saw you all kissing last okay? season, last episode. We saw you on candid camera. We got you on candid <laughs> camera. 4K. And Emma was like, even after she physically assaulted you, you're back there. Like, I don't get it. And Nico's like, no one got assaulted. And I'm sorry, but you kind of gave up your right to get like this with me. And Emma was like, well, I'm noticing inconsistencies in your character. Like, you came, you claim to be this well-adjusted person. And he goes, when have I ever claimed to be a well-adjusted? And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe she's right. <laughs> was it a projection? <laughs> maybe. And Emma was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I have no right to get like this. I'm out of line. I'm trying to figure out why Emma didn't, um, first of all, clock her on being with Zoe. And then talk about, yeah, you don't understand. It's not like that. All the yada, 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 all that episode this was definitely the moment to clock her on that. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck if I'm out of line. Let's get the facts of the story straight. straight. You're not about to gaslight me. (laughs) Okay. It was like, you know what? Maybe I I do have a right to be like this because you lied to me. Several times. You lied to me. Like, like, who cares if y'all, like, if she, quote, gave up that right? Like, what do you mean by asserting a boundary that she's not going to deal with a lying cheater? Sorry, that doesn't sound like giving up a right. Okay. And you know what? I'll argue with you all damn day. I don't care if we together or not. If you okay. piss me off, I'm about to argue with you. <laughs> and like, just because they're not together or whatever, they can't talk about what they Transpire? just experienced. Exactly. Yeah, like, what just happened? Especially when you lied to my face and I caught you red-handed, but you don't know I did. And then you continue to, oh, when you continue to lie in my face and I already caught you, please, like, Man. my blood is boiling. See, I want more confrontation in this show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's really the root of all the problems in the show. Nobody wants to be confrontational. Yeah, it's just like hush, hush, passive aggressive shit. Mm-mm. It's like, okay, like. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> and then we can get to Lynn at fucking Victor's house. Why? Free my girl from the shackles of needing a man to lean on. Bruh. Lean on your sister, bitch. Like, father figure for what? He ain't been here this whole time. (laughs) But, of course, Lynn is, like, stuck on this. This is my second chance type shit. She's, like, venting to him about, like, how she can't do anything right. Nothing's good enough for Rudy's mom. And they're eating these nasty-ass bologna and cheese sandwiches. And she's up here lying on white bread, lying that is good. 
Ugh. Right. She's like, I can't. Oh my god, I forgot how good bologna was. Girl, what? Bologna and white bread is not bologna good. Bologna cheese and white bread. No. Literally no. my biggest nightmare. I hated getting <laughs> cold cut sandwiches like that. Ham and cheese, disgusting. <laughs> when they would they'd be like, lunch is provided and bring a stack uh, of sandwiches. Ooh, girl. Cold cuts, literally. <laughs> I would want to die. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than saying cold cut sandwiches. Like, why the fuck do I want cold meat on my sandwich? Niggas eating cold meat. Oof. Anyways. <laughs> Triggering. <laughs> But she's like asking Victor advice and like how to get um his mom to like her, and she's like I can't do anything right with Rudy either, and I'm just like girl, it's I was like it's not that deep, but whatever, whatever, and he's like Mia, in God's eyes you're already good enough, blah blah blah, and I'm like how you know? Yeah. You ain't know her this whole show. This bitch is terrible. <laughs> this bitch is horrible. <laughs> And he was like, things are going to work out. And she's like, they never have before. You don't know me yet, but I don't exactly have the best track record when it comes to relationships. And he said, I do know you, Miha. And I said, for two days? What's going on here? (laughs) Talking about, I know you. No, you don't. And he was like, join the club. You think your poppy has a spotless record? No. We saw the police report. We saw the photos, Victor. (laughs) And he said, bad decisions run in the family. Stop. Abuser decisions? Hmm? Abuse is not a bad decision. That is... That was a choice. That was a choice. That was a deliberate choice. That's not... Mm-hmm. That's completely different from a bad decision. And then he starts quoting some Bible verse and is like, don't let your past define you. You're being tested, but that's the beauty of life in Christ. I'm like, niggas be abusers and then, quote unquote, give their life to God. And all of a sudden, they think their bad decisions or their choices that they made in the past are supposed to go away. It doesn't work like that exactly and he's just like oh like if you accept god as your lord and savior you know and you make the decision to be new and wash it all away no and i was like so you're basically just like yeah let me forget i used to beat on my wife and move in the way of christ now i mean i guess like what's the what's the logical steps to like not being abuser anymore i'm sorry i feel like (laughs) abusers should not be pastors you can go to church yeah. But you to be a pastor? The pastor? And they all would be like, you know, I was a different person back then. And I was like, I get it, but... No. Nah. Nah. Like, to be my pastor? To be my pastor? Nah. Yeah. I'm like... Mm. To even sit next to me at church? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting a couple rows in front of me. I don't but... even want to see you. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Because I'm bringing it up every time. Yeah. Or I'm just like, I'm just going to think about it. Yeah. I'm going to be like, like, wow, the pastor was an abuser. This nigga used to beat on his wife. Hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like, y'all forgot? I remember. I remember. <laughs> and this nigga gonna go judge me if I said, nah. Nah. <laughs> and then we got to Mari. She's, like, uploading the video um, that she recorded of the man being illegally detained. And, like, her in the video speaking, too, she was like, this is America where it's okay to cage fucking brown people like beasts. Are you okay with that? And I was like, okay, like, the video seems pretty tame. Like, it's just exactly what happened in that she's like, are y'all gonna let this happen? Like, y'all should be mad, basically. Yeah, and then she gets to the Vigilantes building, overhearing Yoli and a couple others talking about how she posted the video, even though they specifically said not to, which I didn't really understand, and I wish we got some more context about the Vigilantes. Yeah. Because they've really been on the back burner for a couple episodes now. It's not adding up, because they were like, we sent out the mandate, and she still did it. And then Yoli was like, well, look, like it's not that bad to like start putting it out there, like this kind of awareness, and then they come in and realize Mari was there. And she's like, that video. And Ryan was like, ooh, Sean King reposted it. 
we can my people cannot escape the shackles of Sean King anywhere, apparently. Like Sean King. That's how I know this nigga is wrapped up in bed with these corporations. Yo, no way. You're a fed. Sean no King way. is a fed. Sean King is the feds. Like you telling me what what did this originally come on? HBO? I know we watched um, it. Oh stars. Oh, stars, yeah. He in bed with all them corporations. Like to be um to be name dropped by like this sh- like a show like this, I and I'm like, you're not, you're not the activist you think you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your name shows up in a show for like, like activism, red flag to me. It's a little bit of a red flag. And um, Yoli's kind of just like, yeah, like I know that he reposted it, but like we held a vote. And she said, you're going to talk to me about a fucking vote when we're being attacked. We're like under attack as a people. And Mari the one with some fucking sense. They're talking about it's a collective. You can't go rogue. And she's like, I didn't go rogue. I posted as La Pincha Chincha, like, which is her undercover thing. And apparently she posted it from all the vigilantes accounts. Like, right. She was like, you were repping us. And I'm like, okay, but what in that video are y'all so against? Horrible. Like, she didn't even put a proper call to action, like, with things to do. She was just like, hey, this is happening. Are y'all going to let this happen, basically? Like, yeah. what? I'm like, what is the purpose of what the vigilantes? What is the problem with the video? Like, what's wrong with the video and what they did, what they voted on? Like, it's not mm. adding up. And Mari see why. And she, was, she was like, it worked, though. Like, you see how many hits we got? We got all these follows. Like, this is why we need to act now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we agreed on a different strategy. And she's like, a strategy? Like, this is all pure fucking talk. That's all you do around here is talk shit. Per. And stand around in front of a bar that's never even really did anything like yeah if we really want to come down to it like what did the bar what did emma and lynn do besides be whiteinos and put an ad up like were y'all coming to the bar they weren't even going to the bar (laughs) like y'all never gave them a, a list of demands anything that you wanted to see like you never even came to talk to them about like hey like we noticed that you're making some changes around here we want to know what's going on for the community's sake like no type of like just I don't know. Priorities are in the wrong place for me. I'm not sure if this is a purposeful way that the show is writing the vigilantes. Yeah, or the writing it... is not writing. Yeah, not <laughs> especially not for them. I'm not sure if this is purposeful, like supposed to make them look like babbling and like not like they don't know what they're doing, or if the people who wrote this just literally don't know anything about activism whatsoever. Yeah, I'm leaning to more towards that one. Because I'm like, what are... I'm like, what's the problem with posting the video? Is that not standard, basically, these days? Yeah, and would you, like, would you not want more awareness quicker for something that just happened so the sooner you can get him out of being detained? I guess my... The only thing I can see that could be a problem is, like, like how black people, like, when people get killed, like, people will post the video of them getting killed. Like, why would oh. you post that? Like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, why would like, you yeah, po- reposting, like, trauma. Yeah, like, reposting trauma. That's the only thing I can see. But I'm like, I wish that would have been more explicit. Like, especially what is wrong with the video. Yeah. Because I'm like, they didn't bring that up at all. So I don't think that was a problem for them. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, is it, like, the censorship? Like, should they have censored his face first? Like, what? I don't yeah. know. There was literally nothing. I think it was just that... It was something Mari wanted to do, and everyone else didn't want to do that. So they're like, mm, we're a collective. Yeah, I'm like, so how are you going to throw detergent on somebody, but you scared to post the video? doesn't make sense to me. Okay. I was like, the video ain't really this shit, to be honest. But Mari was like, you know, like, we've been friends how long now? Like, and we've been homies in the struggle. But something is not right. Something's not the same with us, like, with what we're doing. Like, there's real shit out here, and it's like our glasses are fuzzy. We can't even see what's in front of us. And she said she's not going to pretend to not see it anymore. And she's like, I'm done. 
And Yoli's like, you're not done, Mari. And she's like, no, I am. And I hope that you and me, like, I don't want to... And Yoli cuts her off. She's like, shut up. <laughs> you know, you, you were going to get called out. Like, I get you've been through a lot lately with your dad passing. And she's like, no, like, this is not about my dad. Like, I'm just done. This scene was very bare bones. Bare bones. It needed more. I need more dialogue. I need more details. Like, and what the fuck was going on? We needed more build up to this scene because this was very shocking to me, to be honest. Like, okay, last episode they were like, yeah, don't post the video. Or, yeah. like, they agreed on whatever. But I I don't actually remember them saying don't post the video. I just remember, like, they agreed on something else. So I'm yeah. like, now it's a problem. And I'm like, and before that, the only other conflict was the bar. I'm like, there needed to be more, like, subtle conflict for me yeah. to build up to this point where Mari's getting excluded. I don't, yeah. Like, because it didn't seem like anyone had a problem with Mari before the bar. Yeah. And I'm like, was that the turning point? Was that supposed to just be the turning point? But I'm like... Maybe, because it was also like... Maybe that was a turning point because, like she said, the bar didn't really do anything. So she's like, well, what are we doing? Like, something is not... Mm -hmm. Like, we're not on the same wavelength. The vigilante's priorities are definitely messed up in my eyes. And, like, again, I just don't understand if this is just bad writing or is this deliberate. I'm going to chalk it up to bad writing because it's not making sense to me. Yeah, vigilantes have really been um, neglected this season. Yeah. And it's very much, like, off to the side. Like, you know what I mean? It's not integrated yeah. into the rest of the show. It's not. I mean, it was, I guess, the whole the bar thing was supposed to, like, connect it. But I'm like, y'all couldn't have resolved, like, y'all couldn't have made up and been like, oh, yeah, we did your demands, and I don't know, like. Yeah. I don't know. The show's not written well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Lynn's back to the bar with the centerpiece and her stuff, and her ex, Juniper, from season one, is waiting outside for her. How do we get here? Bruh, this nigga serves no purpose this episode. I swear he doesn't. He has some fucking tribal (laughs) tattoo on half his face, and he's like, yeah, it's supposed to mean growth, but it turns out it doesn't mean anything. So he's talking about he's about to get it removed. And he, like, goes up to Lynn. He's like, look, there's so much I want to tell you. Like, when we broke up, I went through this whole existential thing. And Lynn's like, yeah, I saw a blonde in 5'11". Like, you cheated on me, bitch. (laughs) And she's like, what are you doing here? And apparently he's been texting her. And he's like, yeah, I need you back. I made so many mistakes. And she's like, yeah, you broke up with me, like, a day after my mom died. Sick. (laughs) And on top of everything else, broke up with her after she ate his ass. Okay, literally after he wanted her to eat his ass and then said, "Mm, Vile. Here's your stuff. Vile. Packed for you. Like, so vile. Niggas ain't shit. So egregious. <laughs> <laughs> and then to come back, like, begging, like, and he, he was like, yeah, that was one of my biggest mistakes. Like, look, like, I was in Joshua Tree tripping on some frog venom, and I realized you're the one. Niggas always do ass and then come back talking about you're the one. Like, Leave me alone. Go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not the one. Lynn <laughs> <laughs> was like, like, I don't have time for the Coachella bro with a savior complex. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Definitely, we know when this was written. Exactly. <laughs> I hate when they throw things like that in there. It, like, almost never goes with conversation. No. Or maybe in white land, white people land. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I, I wouldn't walk around here with that thing on your face. I won't be responsible for you getting jumped because you're inappropriating gringo. You know what? At least Lynn knows the game I now. hope he does get jumped. Absolutely. <laughs> and so then Lynn walks around to the back of the bar where they're having the where Marco's party. And she's seeing all these extra ass decorations, tool everywhere. And she's like, okay. Oh. And then Marcos and Curly show her these ugly centerpieces. <laughs> she's like, but I just got, I just got some. 
And she was like, oh, well, I have to explain this to Emma. It's definitely giving campy, gaudy vibes. It's definitely on purpose, so I don't know why yeah. she's so... And I'm like, this kind of fits with the theme of your bar anyway. Does it yeah. not? I don't know. It was like, Marcos had a vision. Le- it's his birthday party. Leave him alone. It's his party. <laughs> so she goes and uh, finds Emma in her office, and she's like, how do you feel about the decorations? Like, is it edge of tacky but cute or full-on trashy? I'm just like, is, maybe your bar's trashy. Maybe it's tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she puts the punch bowl on the table. Like, do you know who Porfo Diaz is? And Emma's like, the guy who ruled Mexico for 30 years? And Lynn's like, yeah, that dude. This was basically his personal punch bowl, according to Rudy's mom. They're focusing so much on this punch bowl. I'm like, something bad, obviously, will be yeah, happening with this punch and bowl. we clocked it in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> but also, she doesn't know who ruled Mexico for 30 years, and she's Mexican. Now I see why they be calling you coconut head. <laughs> I was like, I feel like, I don't know. Maybe that's basic knowledge. I don't, I've never heard of this dude, but I'm not Mexican. I'm not so... Mexican. Didn't grow up in a predominantly Mexican area. Yeah. She's um, the gringo. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn's concerned, like, why would she even lend it to me? Like, just to fuck with me? Pretty much. Because, yeah, why would she lend you this shit? Why yeah. do people lend stuff to people they don't like? I I think it was a test. I bet it wasn't even is not even some punch bowl she cares about. Oh, it's just a test. I don't know. That's what I think. I feel like she was a little shady. She was a little shady. So I feel like she's like, you know what? Let me give her this fake family heirloom as a test. See if she's good enough for my son mm-hmm. type. <laughs> and like the whole time, she's like going on about like you like we got to tell Marcos like she he can't do an indoor hookah like that's gross. And the whole time Emma's clearly not. I was like, Emma's body language is showing non-interest in this and that she mm-hmm. has something to say. But as usual, Lynn is self-absorbed. Yeah, she definitely plowed through like everything she had to say. Yeah, she didn't even let let Emma respond. Yeah, and Emma's definitely like, Lynn, I was hoping we could talk. Like, they want to talk. She wants to talk about Victor. And she's like, you're so paranoid. And But Emma has a right because this man is an abuser. Who knows what the fuck he's going to do? Like, sure, he says he's changed, but who knows if it's for real? Yeah, and since he was legally married to Vidalia afterwards, like, he has rights to stuff that was hers. Mm-hmm. So Emma said it was just a precaution in case he comes after the building now that the deed's in their name. And Lynn's like, he's not. He's not going to come after anything. She was like, you don't know him. He wouldn't do that. And I'm like, you don't know him either. either. Are we I, missing, like, am I missing the family reunion that happened between Lynn? Because bruh. all I saw was her showing up to church. And now they best friends eating white bread and bologna sandwiches. <laughs> eating cold cuts. Like, you met this man two days ago. This like, man couldn't even make you a home-cooked meal. Passed. And you telling me he cares about you? Shut up. That, w- that was the home-cooked meal. Oh, God. <laughs> But then Emma was like, no, like, I don't think he would do it, but I'm going to be one step ahead just in case he would. And I like that. We love being proactive. Mm -hmm. And she was like, the lawyer showed me police report with photos of Vidalia. And she's trying to show Lynn the photos. And Lynn is just like closing her eyes, covering her face like, nope, I don't want to see it. And she, Emma was like, the fact that he was even capable of this. And she's just like, sorry, like, I, like, I love you. I love we have a relationship, but like, I don't want to see that. He was like, and I'm not denying that he hit her, and neither would he. Like, he's actually been pretty honest with me about his past. No, he hasn't. I, yeah, I was like, what am I missing? Because he didn't go into detail. He's just like, I was bad. Like, what? But she was like, so I don't doubt what's in the pictures, but, like, that was him then, and he's different now. He's been delivered. And I was like, oh, you talk Christian now? Apparently so, because this whole episode, Lynn was ragging and raving Bruh. like Christian mom Karen. <laughs> She was like, like, I'm sorry you had to see her like that. And I, I bet the pictures are horrible, but like, I don't need to see them. Like, I want to start from scratch with him and I need you to let me. 
and I guess that's her right to start scratch with her father, but um, finding out your father physically abused your mother, would that not turn you off from wanting any type of relationship with him? Just saying, couldn't be me. Yeah, it could not be me. So, I mean, we know the pictures are horrible. Lynn knows the pictures are horrible. She doesn't want to see them. And I I guess that's an appropriate boundary to set as well. Yeah. Um, I'm but, a, I feel like part of part of her is, like, denying, denying it, yeah. Even though she says, like, he's been honest with her. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, if you don't see the pictures, then it's not really real. I guess she thinks also, like, her meeting her father and having a connection with him is going to set her life right. Like, and then she fucking quotes some scripture he was talking about clothed in dignity steady in my path fearless like uh, i'm like we've seen lynn go through like three spiritual things now pick one <laughs> she don't know what the fuck she want she was like i just i just want to get to know him like without having those images in my head like i promise i won't push him on you i won't bring him here like just let me be steady in my path why is this your path this doesn't make sense like being trying to be or trying to have a relationship with an abuser i get that that's your father i get it I just say, it couldn't be me. It could not be me. Like, I don't care if he's a changed man now. Like, and you, you live, my mom. You live down the street this whole time. Hello. But he he should have stayed away. I'm glad he listened to Vidalia. <laughs> so in the next scene, Marco's party is happening. And literally every episode, there's only two black extra people in here. Yeah. Any any of, like, their big events is two black people max in the <laughs> in the background. I'd be like, okay, I see them. I see y'all. I guess that is realistic. Like. I guess. I guess. I don't, I don't, like, I, I I'm just not in Hispanic communities like that. And I'm guessing, like, most black I people guess. are not. I don't know. I'm tired of seeing media where it's, like, one black person in the background. At least have five. I'm like. like so it was like you knew. How common is it for a black person not to not be around other black people? I mean, maybe maybe it's more common. Oh, like than I think. more like if there like was black ha- people at the thing, like it would be a group yeah, of black people. Yeah, like if they're at a bar, like you're hanging out at the bar with your friends. Would there not be more than two black people? That's fair. I don't. Maybe three or four. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. I'm asking for too much. Fuck the show. I don't care about the show. <laughs> <laughs> so the office been turning to a dressing room for Marcos, Nico, Lynn, and Curly, and they're getting ready. And then Marcos pulls him in a prayer circle, and he's like, "I want this to be an experience of connectivity. You guys are my found family. Like, thank you, Lynn, for this beautiful party." And then Emma walks by, and she's like, "I think people are waiting for something to start." So. Uh, and he goes like, um, we're in a prayer huddle. <laughs> like, you know, I really don't like that when I go to parties and I'm like, so when is this joint about to start? Like, y'all really in the back praying? If you don't get on stage and pop some pussy. <laughs> but Marco's like invites her into the to the prayer circle and she's like he was like, I have to thank you too for allowing this quince to happen. Like it's a rite of passage that little Marquitos would only dream of. But tonight I reclaim it in communion. And pulls out a bag <laughs> of fucking shrooms from his underwear. Like, okay. Classy. I was like, so so this is how we're experiencing connectivity. Okay, I see. <laughs> Y'all can't smoke some weed? I don't know. Right. I was like, are shrooms a party drug? It's uh, a little much. I feel like it's not exactly a party drug, but it's a bit much. only don't a small dose of shrooms. <laughs> So he's passing the bag around, and Lynn doesn't partake because she's on hostess duty. So she passes it to the person next, and then Emma snatches it, and she's like, why are you skipping me? And Lynn's like, uh, Emma, what are you doing? Like, no bar staff on drugs. And I think that's fair, but apparently tonight Emma's going to be said, studying her path and fearless and partake and not giving a shit. Right. She said, I'm going to be like you. <laughs> I'm going to be studying my path, too. Just a, just a different path. 
And Linda's like, well, I hope you're ready for some serious dehydration and an existential crisis. Because that's all that shrooms really do. Yeah. And it looked like she was like, oh, like, that's a lot. Like, she ate a little extra. Mm-hmm. And then they finally, like, get the party started. And Marcos kind of has, like, this intro and has, like, this first dance with Lynn. And then it transitioned into some house music. It's like, work this pussy. Work this <laughs> pussy. And I was like, hey, hey. And then Marcos does a little solo dance and everybody's, like, joining in. But, of course, because we can't have anything, here come the terrible twerkers. I was like, y'all couldn't have, didn't have one person that could twerk well? That's where the black people I was like, is this like, like that, like, white boy twerk where they literally just, like, hop lift their, down. hop their legs up so oh that their God. butt jiggles a little? I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're not even. <laughs> you have to, like, plant your feet. You need to, like, arch your back. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I can't do it, but I know the motion. Hmm. Emma is tripping off these shrooms and she has her hand in the punch bowl and it's like full of condoms and lube. She's just like touching it. I'm like, is the sensation really doing it for you? <laughs> then Lynn walks over and is like, I say this with love, but you and everyone else here are very, very high and it's very annoying. And I get it. I hate when I'm the only sober person. And I'm like, you all are dumb as fuck. Snap yeah. out of it. I was like, join us. <laughs> but of course she gonna host this duty. And then a, another very, very high person, Marcos, gets on the stage, grabs the mic, is like, I have an announcement. I am decolonizing my name. I am decolonizing my gender. On this night, I become the spectrum. He's <laughs> like, tonight, you may call me Xochi Peely. And curling the audience, like, fuck patriarchal colonialism. And everyone's, like, cheering and stuff. And I was like, okay. And Lynn's like, it's 1045, and this party's already turning. Like, I get it, girl. I get it. <laughs> And um, then she says something that, like, kind of had my head turned. She was like, we keep going the way of ratchetness. And I was like, mm, I feel like you're not allowed to say that when there's only five black people in your show at any given time. Yeah. More like two at, at a time. Oh, max. Two max. Yeah. Not in the same scene either. It'll The camera will pan over. <laughs> so only one black person is in the scene at a time. But bomb dropper, Emma's randomly like, I think I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what? Literally. Like, the curveballs this show was throwing, and for what? We only have two episodes left! Like, did COVID fuck up y'all ending that bad, or do y'all fucking suck? Because... <laughs> I said I was gonna go easy on them. I won't. I don't give a fuck. Because were, it's not making writers sense. writers are misusing Ratchet, <laughs> or whatever. We shouldn't even be saying that shit no more. Actually, we stopped saying it because white people ruined it. Did we not? Oh, True. I yeah, remember. I remember it was she ratchet like yeah. that was a thing. Yeah, I think I want to say ratchet is maybe one of the first like words that we saw in real time. Transform. White people like take that shit and stomp it in the ground and turn it into some nonsense. I remember the teachers at my school. One of them said ratchet one time. I was like, what? Like a white yeah. teacher? I was like, please, it's gone too far. Emmanuel Hudson may have been a menace to society. Maybe he was just too ahead of his time. <laughs> At first, though, Lynn doesn't believe her because she's like, wait, for real? Or, like, mushrooms for real? Because I'm pretty sure Nico can't get you pregnant. And Emma's like, for real, for real. Like, yeah. I'm uh, just I very confused. Like Why? And we're like, I'm like, so would it be Baco? Because that was the last man we saw her sleep with. And I'm like, but how long ago was that? Yeah. Like, baby, you haven't had a period since then? Maybe she hasn't. I don't know. I think she's, like, not serious come to terms with it i don't know because she was like i mean what's happening inside of me it's just a collection of cells like they could easily not be real i'm like so have you been pretending it's not real this whole time, time? Mm. 
And I'm like, I would have liked some indication prior to this because it just feels like a... a like, I'm like, maybe... Maybe, like, if Lynn was running to the store in one scene and she was like, do you need anything? And then, like, she was like, do you need pads? Like, my period's coming or something like that. We're seeing... Like, I don't know. They could have written it in just a smidge somewhere. I don't know. I think they just wanted some shock value. Too much. Enough. Enough. And honestly... I hate pregnancy storylines and shows. I'd be like, why are we putting a baby in this story? Why are we fucking up the baby? Why are we fucking up the story? And y'all know y'all don't want to cast a child to put in the show. <laughs> why are we doing this? Like, I don't want to see your fake baby in the show. Not the like, plastic baby I don't want to see y'all, like, holding a lump of blanket, like, with not, without showing the head so we can't tell that it's not a real baby in there. Like, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it just dirties up the storyline. Like, let Baco rest. Yeah, like, and this is an adult show. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> This is a gay show. Fuck them kids. kids. And then she was also like, you know, like this hideous bowl, like holding this stuff. It's really, it's real too. But like in a second, it could be not real. And then she knocks it on the floor and of course it shatters. (sighs) (laughs) And Lynn, again, self-absorbed Lynn. She's like, you did this on purpose. If you're so mad about Poppy, like I wish you would just have it out with me instead of throwing this passive aggressive tantrum. Bitch, she's high. She's on shrooms. You think she's thinking about you right now? No, bitch, she's thinking about the collection of lump of cells in her (laughs) stomach and drinking some water and going to bed. That's what she wants to do. I fucking hate Lynn. She's just like, you have any idea what's going to happen to me when Monster-in-Law finds out what I did to her stupid punch bowl? And of course, Emma's just like, break it down. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll put it back together. And she's like, no, Emma, get the fuck away. Like, If you want to make yourself useful, go tell everyone to get the fucking side while I deal with this. And she was like, oh my God, like you're really angry. Like, she's high, Lynn. Like, you can't not hear the sound of her voice and be like, oh, like, Emma's not really herself right now. Also, you didn't even <laughs> want the stupid bowl in the first place, so I'm like, you should have really taken it upstairs and left it there while the party was going on. If it, if you were that concerned about what your mother-in-law thought of you off this bowl, I wouldn't have used the bowl at the party. Yeah, and especially if, like, she saw all this, like, all the decorations and stuff and, like, all the extra stuff that Marcos wanted to do with the fucking hookah lounge and whatever. I'm just like, maybe the party could get out of hand. Maybe I wouldn't have it down here. That's just me. But I think she thought where it was, it was going to be out of harm's way. You put stuff in it that people should take out. Why would it be out of harm's way? Yeah. Out of harm's way means out of sight. (laughs) Especially with high people. For real. But then while Linda's trying to like pick up the broken glass, fucking Juniper shows up out of nowhere. And I'm just like, why? Again, unnecessary. Like, why is he even in this episode? I just don't get it. Why do we bring up? We haven't even faded resolved shit with the characters we got. Yeah. I see. We could have took out this Juniper stuff and that could have been time put towards Yoli and Mari. Yes, absolutely. Like, who gives a fuck about this white man? Mm, that, that was already broken up with and was the catalyst for like everything else in the show. Like, why are we bringing that back? Literally. I mean, I was like, maybe maybe there's a reason. Maybe we'll see. But With I'm like, two episodes back? Two episodes left? I'm, I'm not, not sure. It. And she was like, Juniper, you don't want to fuck with me right now. And he was like, uh, kind of do. And she was like, you're high as fuck, aren't you? He was like, yeah, somebody has some nice. I don't know what it was, but I smoked it. Oh, God. Me. Pre-COVID? Absolutely. Disgusting. <laughs> but basically, he's like... I just love seeing you in your vibe, your element with like colorful people and having an uninhibited, loosey goosey good time. And it's like, read the room. Yeah, I'm like, first off, she's fucking sober. She's the only sober person in the room besides wherever Nico is at. And she's having a distressing moment right now. Yeah. 
she was just like, this is not, like, I'm not uninhibited or, or loose. Like, I'm not. And then she just sits and is just looking off. And he's like, are you processing? You used to, like, to have sex when you were processing. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, what are we? And I was like, it looks like she was processing. Like, she's like, I'm not this loosey-goosey bitch. I'm like, okay. But she's like, when you broke up with me, I was like, shit, what am I going to do? But then I snapped out of it and got right with myself and my family. Did we? Um, I got a boyfriend who makes me feel like an actual adult. You cheated on him. I got serious about our bar. Barely. I'm building something here. Okay. Um, we're still in debt though. (laughs) Like we haven't addressed this 14k in debt. Wait, she cheated on her boyfriend? Yeah. She's, if she's been with Rudy this whole time, she's definitely cheated on him with Johnny. No, she wasn't with him like officially the whole time. I think she was only with him officially since the last episode we saw them. And I don't think she messed with Johnny. Okay. since then they had like a moment but they didn't like kiss or anything it's a bit weird to me i don't know but she sees juniper coming back as a test and she thinks that she passed the test because she is clothed in strength and dignity she's like she's like and i'm steady as fuck <laughs> i'm like okay girl now you taking this like religious nonsense to heart taking it from too far. a former abuser of all people like donia lupe was right there yep and I even, I when I rewatched it and I was looking at the police report, I paused to read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, the, the text is clear. Let me read. Oh my goodness, nosy. In the police report, it said that Doña Lupe was the one who had called the police on him oh. from that particular incident. Look at them getting the little details right. Mm. So that's, that's how Doña Lupe knew what was up with him. So anyway, back to the party. Emma's just high as fuck and brings Nico up to the roof with her. And Nico's like watching her twirl around with some piece of tool and she's like looking at the sky and she's like Lynn and I used to make up our own constellations we just come up here and like zoop zoop and she was so good at it but she's so mad at me and I'm like yeah she's mad at you because you booked a bolt but you're high so you should yeah. go to sleep I wouldn't have taken it to heart so I was like is this like is this happening because you're because Lynn is mad at you like I don't understand because mm. y'all know what the fuck's about to happen next she kissed Nico, of course, and Nico was like, no, like, we shouldn't, but it's not Obviously, really. doesn't care. Right, and, like, she, Nico was like, oh, like, maybe let's chill, and then Emma was like, I want you in my mouth. I was like, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> and proceeds to take off Nico's pants, and Nico's like, fake like that, oh, no, stop it. Like, right. I'm like. She's like, no, don't, stop. Oh, no, stop taking off my pants. Nico, you are sober as fuck, and you For know real. this is wrong. I was like, this is not... And she's like, like, you're going to hate yourself tomorrow for this. And I'm going to hate that I didn't stop this, like that I let this happen. So you could make those proactive steps so you don't hate yourself in the morning Hello? and not do it right now. And she said it. She was like, like, because you're not yourself right now. And yet you let it happen. You let her go down on you while she's high as fuck on shrooms. And you know she don't even like you right now. And to top it all off, she was like, baby girl. And I was like, despicable. 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 I hate Nico. I hate Nico. Like, why would you... And I hate the writers for what they did to Nico. Me too. It could have been... Beautiful. It could have been beautiful. I feel like if we needed a conflict for the story's sake, could it not have been something we could come back from? Yeah! Like, damn! Like, maybe the Zoe thing was the conflict, and that'd be it. Yeah. And they just handle it well. I don't know. Or they could have used to be married and they got divorced. Like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I was rooting for them. These writers are sick in the head. They're sick. 
But then we get back in the party and like it's, it's wild. It's like people are running to the bathroom, throw up. There's more bad twerking. Marco's in the corner getting his <laughs> dick sucked. Linda's looking at everybody so disgusted. She's like, and I I don't know if this is because she's newfound Christianity or like, is it really that bad? I I want to say it's mostly that she's sober and everyone else is not. Because if she was high as fuck like them, she would be right with them. You know what? She did pee in an art exhibit. Okay. <laughs> no room to judge. But I don't know. Maybe she's just like realizing things as she's like looking at the remains of the event after everyone's left. There's like a fucking used condom on the floor, some bare chicken bones, <laughs> random trash. Them, they was tearing them chicken bones. <laughs> okay, up. I was like, oh, right off the bone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's very shocked, appalled. Yeah, she's just like sitting on that like the little swing they had, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, like what's going through her head? I'm not sure. The ending of the show is very confusing. From maybe yeah, that was the end of the episode. From really when the punch broke, it really started when Emma said she was pregnant. It was downhill from there. Yeah, nothing um, else made sense. She couldn't have said something else shocking, but it, like different. It was just all shock value. Like the Emma and Nico definitely shock value. Marshall's I mean, getting his dick suck was for shock value. It's too much sex for shock value for me. I mean, I don't think the Marcos thing was shock value per se. The party was just wild. I don't know. They was all just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. They had poppers and they the bowl was full of condoms and lube. It was like they encouraged it basically. That's fair. So I'm like, if that's what that's the kind of party y'all set out to have, then sure. Yeah, I just I don't know. In general, in the show, I just see the sex being used as shock value when I'm like, most of the sex does not progress the plot. So yeah. this, the show is too badly written otherwise for you all to have so much sex in the show. Mm. Um, maybe the Emma and Nico scene, this, maybe that would progress the plot somehow because of like, we know she's going to be, she's going to regret it in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe some, something might happen with that. Yeah, that's fair. But just from what I've seen, I'm not expecting much. Yeah, I'm not. Because even the last time Lynn and Johnny had sex, they didn't need to have sex because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, like that was the end. They basically ended things after that. Yeah, like, so... It was just one last time? Like, why have it? Like, I don't know. They did the vigilantes too dirty in the writing room for all the sex to be happening. I'm about to be on my Christian mom shit. Mm. Why is there so much sex in this show? For what? It is unnecessary. It's unnecessary. HBO, Stars, all these um, premium channels, too much sex. Sex is not shocking anymore. Y'all have sex up and down my timeline every day, all day. <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I know what titties look like. I know how people have sex. There's only so many ways America can have sex. Like, <laughs> it's true. Like, there's nothing new or shocking. There's no new positions that you all are showing me. Like, it's not doing anything. Just develop the storyline. It's lazy. It's lazy. It is lazy. Like, write something. Show, yeah. Show, like, their relation. Like, do TV writers know how to show, like, romantic intimacy other than, than sex? having sex? There's so many other ways to have romantic intimacy. Like, energy. they're like, oh, these people really like each other and they're together. Their relationship is great. All we see are them, are them fucking. That doesn't form a good relationship for me. Like what's like what's the relation what's the meat of a relationship? What's the meat of potatoes? And that's why all these relationships be failing in these shows because y'all don't write them right. Okay. Y'all be like, yeah, they fucking now they're cheating, now they're done. Like, make me miss the character, and the characters together. Yeah. Because even with Emma and Nico, I'm like, you know, 
when they broke up, I didn't really feel that, like, I guess the writers really wanted me to feel some heartbreak or something like that. I was a little sad. I didn't feel that, like, pain, like, you know, some shows, like, back in the day, like, the characters would break up and it would be like, damn, they broke up. Like, oh, like, yeah. I'm not getting that because I'm not seeing anything else of the relationship. I'm not seeing them interact together. I'm not seeing them, like, love each other in a way that's not physical. Yeah. I'm not seeing the characters do anything for each other. I'm like, did Nico ever bring Emma any flowers to work? Nope. Did we get a hot meal brought into work? Nope. Did we get a baby, don't worry about that, I got that. Nope. Did I get a bitch cleaning somebody else's house? <laughs> I got nothing, nothing. Mm. If I wanted to see sex, I'm not going to watch an HBO show to get off. I will simply just go to OnlyFans or Pornhub and call it a day. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't... don't Write the show. Write the show. Like, it could just be implied or they could just be shorter. I don't know. It's just... It's a lot of unnecessary sex scenes. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough. We don't need all of that. We really don't. I've had enough. I've had enough of this show. I'm glad it's about to be over. <laughs> Thank goodness. Not us analyzing a show we don't like. I you mean, know, I did not like it. I did not like it. But I, I think it could have been much better. It could have been better. Especially for seeing how, like, the show is structured and, like, kind of, like, the fault lines. Like, they let a lot of stuff, like, fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Especially around characters. It's sad. I think next week we have to watch... Mm-hmm both episodes because the following week Vita, I mean 20s will be out allegedly, allegedly. I've seen no promo about 20s coming out I'm wondering why that like is. the only only thing evidence we have that it's coming out is if you search 20s season 2 Google has a date but no like no Wikipedia has no date there's no articles with a, like a premiere date there's nothing there's not a peep I'm like is that on purpose because it's gay I don't know. I'm very I, suspicious to me. I was, I was like, I'm not sure if 20th season two is actually coming out soon just because, like, no, I don't know. No one is saying anything besides us, so. <laughs> Any predictions for next week? No predictions. Just vibes. I'm literally coasting on the <laughs> show now. There's nothing I can say because anything could happen. I don't know. I'm and like, not in a good way. It's about to be over, so I'm like, I predict, I'm predicting... Uh, it not being wrapped up. Yeah, not being properly wrapped up. Because I'm like, where do we go from here? Like, how does it end from here? Like, well, it should be a cliffhanger. Like, what do you think would be an ending? Like, a good ending for this show? There is no good ending for this show. None of the characters... Like, where the fuck did Eddie go? Like... Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll see Eddie next episode. None of the characters have on... They're not on the trajectory to have a good ending at this point. Because Emma's pregnant... Fighting with Nico. Lynn and her dad are together, but, like, he's an abuser, and she doesn't want to deal with that fact. Eddie is MIA, but still angry at Vita. Yep. Vigilante's broken up. Mari is, uh, damn near homeless. Yep. I mean, she still got the house. Not for long. Johnny said he better sell that shit. He, no, he didn't say, he said he didn't make a decision yet. He's thinking about it. But his, their dad has a bunch of debt, so... They need to keep that house. Ain't nothing... $500,000, he about to sell that house. Keep the house. That nigga ain't shit, please. No. That nigga's about to be like, I have a kid, and you know, like... We and have so you can bills. live in this house. Niggas don't think. Shit. Keep it in the family. Niggas don't think. You, you know could that. pass the house down to your kids, like... Somehow Juniper is back. Like, who knows where that's fucking like, going. 
I hate unnecessary characters coming back. Like, fuck that nigga. Like, fuck that nigga. We literally, we were not thinking about him. I wasn't like, oh damn, I wonder where Juniper went. Like, no. Right. They they showed that old scene in the previews like previously, and I was like, hmm. I was like, I know we're not about to see this guy again. Like the only claim of to fame he has in the show is that Lynn ate his ass. <laughs> like just because you did acid and thought about me while you were on acid does not mean I'm the one. Leave me alone. On, on frog venom, not acid. Ugh, like leave me alone. <laughs> Niggas do psychedelics once and think they have the answer to life. Shut up. I was like, of course this white man is just like, wow, like you know what? You were the one. No, I, was like, I wasn't. What did you like about her? Quickly. What did y'all do besides like pay for her shopping sprees? Quickly. Although he was like, when he was trying to be like, oh, like, I want you back. He was like, I'll give you the credit cards back, anything. I was like, or you might, you might could have milked that with the credit cards. Can't say that I wouldn't have. For a few months, couldn't say I wouldn't like, have. Like, give him a little attention for them credit cards, you know. Girl, you still got debt to pay off. Work I'm like. smarter, not harder. Also, where did the credit card debt go? We haven't heard a peep about that yeah, in a few episodes. That shit came and went. I mean, I guess like real life debt is just going to sit there. <laughs> a source of conflict that we further <laughs> developed on the, in this show. I'm like, maybe, I, there was just too many plot lines going from each character. Like, mm. And it's just like, streamline them nowhere. Yeah, it's loose ends. Like, streamline that shit. Lynn could have stayed the vapid, self-absorbed person with lots of credit card debt and doesn't, and like, and she could be running the bar and that'd be her thing. Is that not what's happening? No, but now she's religious. Now she has her father. Now she has Marcos. Like, oh, you know true. what I mean? Johnny. Yeah. Ruby. R- like, pick one. Pick one additional character to tie her to. <laughs> I'm like, and the characters just don't feel integrated with each other. Like, everybody's all over the place. Like, I mean, they feel pretty connected from, besides like Mari and Yoli and the Vigilantes, like, they seem pretty separate from the main Characters. But the main characters are only connected by Vita. I don't see the main characters overlapping with each other. Like, sure, Emma and Lynn are sisters, but what do they have in common besides that? Where they talk to each other. They're like, oh, you're my sister. I love you. Every episode. Like, True. And they're like, I'm glad we have, like, a relationship now. But we're like, well, what is it? What is it? What do you guys have in common? <laughs> I mean, maybe they don't have to have anything in common to have a relationship. Okay, that's fair. But then I'm like, okay, Eddie. Eddie is only tied to them by Vita. True, yeah. I Eddie would like to see not, some more overlap. Well, what is their relationship yeah. with each other, individually? I, justice for Eddie's character. Justice for Eddie's character. Eddie's Jeez. character definitely could have been woven in more. Especially if, if everyone's connected by Vita. Who else than Vita's wife? Like, get to know her. I'm like, obviously Emma and her could have been... I'm like, why didn't she find out Emma was gay until damn near the end of the show? Hello? That definitely should have been, like, season one. Somehow, I'm like, I would have liked to see Emma and Eddie integrate somehow based off their gayness. And, like, maybe Lynn integrates with them because she wants to find out more about, like, she's just, she just doesn't know anything about being gay. Like, I don't know. She would be, she she just lives there and is with them. So that's how they would interact. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe instead of finding all these men to be support for Lynn, maybe Lynn's support is Eddie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Keep it in the family. Keep it in the family. Streamline all of these characters so they kind of integrate and woven in more together. I'm like, they even could have woven in Mari and the Vigilantes. I'm like, maybe the Vigilantes went to school with Lynn at one point or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of like... Girl, I thought the when Mari was living with them, I thought that was good. Like, and she could have stayed there. And then they kicked her out the damn house. Well, she left. She well, didn't get kicked out. 
I mean, the, the writers kicked her out. The oh, the house. writers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, is she coming back? Like, nope. What she got are, a house now. Like, what are we doing with this character? Like, I don't know. It just feels floppy. Everything's all over the place. Yep. Notes for when we write our show. Yep. <laughs> Catches in 10 years. week on dumb bitch news we got some real dumb bitches in the house we got some real, real dumb, dumb bitches, bitches in the house. house um versus why are we doing swv versus escape with tiny's disgusting ass in there like even if you don't quote unquote believe the rumors i'm like should you not at least wait until there's an investigation or they could simply cut tiny out i like also why is versus still going on who's watching it Somebody is. I'm like, that shit is not... Once they started getting Ciroc and Doritos in there, I tell you, corporations ruin everything. Okay, as soon as the corporations get in there, it's a wrap. It's a wrap over. Every single time. Every time a corporation Mm. takes over some type of independent thing. I'm like, it was just niggas on Instagram Live. Like, why couldn't it just say that? Why did it need to be sponsored? Y'all were doing it for free at one point. But And the people who made it are already rich. You are already rich. Ooh, that's really the thing. It's not even like it was just like regular niggas. It was already rich niggas trying to get richer. For what? I hate rich people. Like, you are not starting from the bottom. You are not struggling out here. Like, it was simply niggas on Instagram Live at one point. What did you need the corporation sponsorship for? It's literally profit, just for profit's sake. I guess they wanted to, like, live stream and put everybody in the same room. But I'm like, we're in COVID? Yeah, they should have never put in the same room. Y'all are setting a terrible example for the rest Ugh. of America. Niggas are morally corrupt. Yeah, that's really it. But I was like, anyways, SWV is winning, but... <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't know why we're putting these two together. Yeah, versus lineups would be really weird. They, I swear they'd be typing on Twitter versus matchups and then just closing eyes and scrolling and putting anything on a tweet of some nigga saying like, yeah, you know who should battle uh, Lil John and Lil Wayne? Like, like what? What are you? <laughs> why are we letting this happen? Yeah, and I was like, I I've heard more FWV's music than Escape, so maybe I'm biased. But I'm like, the stuff I've heard from Escape is it's not it's not holding a candle to SWV. Do they sing like SWV? Do they sing like Sisters with Voices? They do not. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. <laughs> But speaking of morally corrupt niggas, guess the brand is biting off Telfar. Trash. Like. Bar for bar. Bar word for word. (laughs) Same material in the goddamn bag. Like, I have my own beef with Telfar. Like, not really. But I just wish the bags were more, like, structured. Yeah. It's kind of a little flimsy, like, from what I can see. So, I'm like, I don't really Mm want to buy one because it just kind of, like, sags. But... And to make matters worse, like, Telfar is on back order right now, so they're doing, like, the back security stuff. So so that's why it's, like, especially heinous. So I'm like, you're making these guest bags, and I think the price point was a little cheaper than Telfar. So I'm like, okay. You're like, oh, you're basically undermining them. You're like, oh, well, you want a Telfar bag? We have something similar, and it's from guests. Like, we are a white company that's, like, reputable or whatever. But... Twitter dragged them. The G's does not hit as much as the T does. It doesn't. And the G's not even intertwined into the circle. It's ugly. It's ugly. 
It's literally a G with a circle around it. Like, same type, like, same... Font. Yeah, like... Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It Terrible. will never. It will never hit, like, a Telfart. Like, a Telfeezy? A Telfeezy Breezy? <laughs> I think they took them out of the stores or whatever. Yeah, they took... Twitter ate Good. that ass up. Good. I want a Telfar fanny pack. That's what I'm waiting on. Hmm. I might get that medium, black medium... I don't carry purses. I but I, it's like a bag though. I wouldn't carry it's kind it. Kind of like a tote. Mm, I wouldn't carry it. I don't know. I know myself. This might just be another thing I waste money on. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm like at first I was like yeah let me get a Telfizi and then I was like I'm going to waste my money because I'm not going to use it. I mean I might because like I carry my book bag like everywhere so I was like if I just use like the Telfar instead. Oh see the only if thing I, I wanted to like serve a look which I mm. don't do. <laughs> I was like, I need more. I was like, I need better clothes to match the bag if I get it. Like, <laughs> you got to make a Pinterest board so we can go to the thrift store. Ugh, it just sounds like a lot of work. Making a Pinterest board. Yeah. What? And like just getting clothes to match my Telfar. I'm just like, ugh, yuck. Why can't they just? I can, why can't I just snap my fingers and it appears in my closet? You know, fair. You know. I think we should be at that point. Okay. <laughs> I just need a stylist. I need a personal stylist, and. For that stylist to actually physically buy the clothes for me. I think stylists Is that what would. they do? Yeah, I okay, think so. Okay, yeah. Buy me my clothes. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of styles, Harry Styles. Um, <laughs> this video went viral on TikTok of this girl having a fake wedding to a cardboard Harry Styles for her 13th birthday. I literally could huh? not. I could also fucking laughing at this video. Because it was so funny. It was that waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. things. I just love <laughs> things to get better. <laughs> and then not only, it wasn't like on home video. They had a professional wedding videographer. No, they spent money on this. She had her friends over and I'm fucking cackling because I know her parents are like, there's some things that you do as a parent just because your kid wants you to do them. And I think this is one of those things. Like, she really got married to a, a cardboard Harry Styles, ran up the steps with it, kissed it, and was taking pictures in the photo booth. I thought this was the wow. funniest thing ever. She's going to regret this in five to ten years. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I think she's, like, older now. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like, it, it's a trend on TikTok to be like, oh. oh. It was, this is an old video? Yeah, this is an oh, old video. okay. But, like, hiring videographers? Y'all got money to waste like that. For I'm a sorry. fake wedding? Sorry. Couldn't be my parents. See, white people live in a whole new world. You like, know what? Maybe it was also a good thing I didn't have access to pop culture. Because this seems like something I would have done at 13. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Maybe <laughs> who, not to Harry Who would Styles. be the cardboard cutout? Mitchell Musso. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love me some Mitchell Musso. <laughs> not at him and that fucking white boy hair swoop that you would That was my white boy <laughs> of the year, okay? Watching Hannah Montana, I was like, you know what? I had like a crush on every show. <laughs> you have like your show crush and you're like, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, that was my Hannah Montana crush show and I watched Hannah Montana like the most. Which is uh -huh. funny because I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, why do my parents want me to watch this white girl on TV? Yeah, that reminds me of when my parents would like, they would have to like vet the show out before we could watch it. And there, was, there was a brief point where we were not allowed to watch Hannah Montana because they hadn't checked it out yet. Yeah, my parents used to do that too. I fucking hate these religious parents. My parents used to watch movies before we watched them and then be like, okay, you can watch them. Or no, you can't watch it. I was like, what? And I'm like, I guess from a, from a parent's view, from a parent's I guess, point of view, is that responsible to make sure you know what your kids are watching? Sure. And that's what's missing from parents today. They don't do that anymore. But it was annoying because it was annoying. I, was, I was left out briefly. <laughs> it's true it's true i think when parents complain now 
going back to like the little Nas X video. Like, why didn't you watch it before your kids watched it? Yeah, and then if you if you feel like they shouldn't watch it, then don't block that page. Allow them to not. I mean, I guess is it harder nowadays with the internet? I don't know. Glad I, I won't know. be a parent. Uh, <laughs> child, I'm telling you. I don't have time to be regulating every goddamn site I could think of. Like, I don't, I don't have time for this. Too much happening. <laughs> yeah, watch the stuff before your kids watch it. Yeah, and speaking of stuff I don't have time for, uh, racial trauma movie number 54, uh, Two Distant Strangers on Netflix. I was so confused. I was like, this is written by a black person. It's Oscar yeah. nominated. Yeah, I think there was also, it was a white person too. In that tweet where it was like Trayvon and the other person, the other person was white. Also, why do we have multiple of these racial trauma movies coming out at the same time? It's sick. That's why I think we're in hell because I'm like, there's no way you're forcing us as a black population to continuously watch our own trauma on screen. Is that not sick and twisted? sick. And especially with this particular movie, it's like one of those Very like blatant. reliving, like deja vu, reliving the same day over and over again. But he's reliving the day he got murdered by the police. Every day, like day in, day out, day after day after day after day. Why the fuck would we want to watch that? I hope no black people watch this movie. Because one, that's just already going to mess with your psyche. And two, we should not be promoting things like this. Like, yeah. I know there's hella people, like, what I want to know what the numbers on these movies are looking like, because I'm like, there's hella people I see every day, like, no, we don't want to watch this, we're tired, we're tired, we're tired, and they'd be like, hmm, y'all hear something? Oh, y'all gonna watch this shit anyway, this is gonna be the first thing to pop up on your Netflix, like, no, leave me alone! Mm-hmm. And Netflix be picking and choosing what they want people to know, like, how many people watched. Absolutely. I'm like, make the numbers public. Make the numbers public. Make the numbers public. And I think the, um, the guy who Trayvon made this movie, one of his tweets was, when there's like a really good plot twist, but you can't tweet it because it was spoiled. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't what? care what plot twist you have. This shit is terrible. Like you should have never, never made this, never wrote this script down. You're sick. There's no plot twist. And you know, there's probably no plot twist. I mean, maybe there is, but I'm like, I don't like, I can't possibly think of what, like would what make it good enough for me would to make watch that this. good enough for me to excuse you for making us watch a man relive being killed by the police. You're like, you're literally having us watch a reenactment of a murder by the police over and over again. And watch the plot twist be like the final time he kills the police officer. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like I had to see that white police murder him how many times before we get to see like justice quote. Like, come on. And is it still justice? We're still seeing somebody get killed. Exactly. Like, I don't want to see that shit. And didn't he like kneel on his neck? Like, I just feel like that's so Exactly. I was like, not this like... Exact, I feel like that's like George so Floyd. disrespectful. Extremely. Yeah. I would be fighting. And I that's why, like, that's why when these parents now are like, yeah, I don't like you using my child's name like this or, like, reenacting my child's death. Like, why? Why are you making me, like, as a parent, why are you, it's like you're mocking me. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're mocking me. Why the fuck are you mocking me? Like, that's why I'm like, we're in hell, obviously. Yeah, this must be hell. This must be hell because you all are mocking black people's pain. And you as a black, like, writer, director, like, you had nothing else in your brain that you could create? Is the Oscar worth that much? Like, because the Oscar was really only given because white people enjoy black pain. Oscar nominated? Hold I'm up. sorry. Like, give me a black joyful movie that's been nominated for Oscar in the last couple years. Zero. We've been new. They only like seeing black trauma on screen. And like that, um, I forget his name. That black guy that makes the funny skits. <laughs> Not very descriptive. Drewski? Not him. He's funny. I think he's dark skinned. He has like a beard. 
Oh, Lean by Lean Cuisine. Not him. Damn. How many internet communities are there? <laughs> if um, one of his kids was like trying to pitch like a black film to oh execs. that guy that, that guy. guy yeah, I think he just got something big happen to him with Issa Rae. Yeah. Yes, Issa Rae. Her ears to disgrace. Okay, and he was it was like he was just trying to pitch like a regular ass black film, and they were like, oh oh yeah, but like slavery, yeah. And it, that's it was really like, how it be. Kept suggesting like trauma stuff, and he's like, "Nah, it's just a regular black film." So I'm like, "Is that the only reason this film got greenlit?" Because it had trauma in it. Because it was trauma. And I'm also like, at what point is it too much for you as a writer to be like, you know what? Morally, I cannot do that. Yeah. And I'm like, also, can you imagine how many times they watched that movie before it even came out to edit it? Before it's oh come my out? fucking god! To edit, who edited it? I know they have nightmares. Like. It's sick. It's sick and twisted. It's sick. Absolutely disgusting. And in more Black Lives Scammer news, uh, Tamika Mallory, she has a Cadillac commercial and is repped by some company called Building Brown Millionaires Agency. Mm, you're sick. That's what the book I'm currently reading like is talking about. The book Black Awakening in Capitalist America. They're talking about how all these corporations get involved in the struggle, quote unquote, and then it just demeans the entire struggle because then they're giving you money. They tell you what to do. Yep. And I'm like, if you... Because they're paying you. And I'm like, if a corporation is on board with what you're saying, you're not radical enough. Not for me. You're not the activist you think you are. Not for me. If the corporations are... Like, yeah, we're behind this. They're like, yeah, we agree. What you're doing, yeah. What you're saying, yeah, we like that. Like, you're not... You're not getting shit done for real, for real. Because meanwhile, these corporations be invested in private prisons to use the free labor, be overseas using child labor, uh, be destroying the environment, and you want to tell me that they're really on the side of the people? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, not to mention whatever racism is going on within their own company here. Like, like, like y'all really want to take a stand? How many black people you got on your executive board? Quickly. No, no, no. Don't add them now. (laughs) And even then, like... Fuck it, like, those black people on the board could be just like the white people. And why are you rep by an agency? I don't get it. Yeah, like, profiting off of black trauma is not a good look. Like, why do you need to be signed to an agency to be an activist? I'm sorry, everybody in their fucking mama is signed somewhere, and it's really weird. It's like, I'm really trying not to delve into conspiracy theory territory, but I'm like, why do we need to be managed by people? Like, have you ever thought, like, sat and thought about how weird that is? Like, yes, like, okay, if you search my tweets, like, yes, I definitely wanted to be signed by, like, a modeling agency. Yes, I wanted this podcast to be signed. But when I really sit and think about it, that's very weird. Why can you not just create the content and that just be enough? Like, why can we not do that independently? You know? Yeah. I guess that they have the money, but I'm like, the money comes with a price. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. They own your creativity. They own your ideas. Like... They own, and I'm like, they already watch us from our fucking cameras all the time and monitor us and we're in a police state. Like, now they own your brain damn near. Like, why? It's like every time I literally look at somebody's profile, they're like, managed by blah, blah, blah. And then if you like go back far enough, that shit is owned by Disney. That shit is owned by Disney or Amazon. Like, it's really like, it literally makes me want to throw up. Because personal story, like, over the weekend, and this is how I got on my capitalism spiral this weekend where it made me cry. Like, I was looking up, because I was like, damn, we need some money, like, for stuff that we want to do. So I was looking up this company, Midroll, and then it was like, Midroll, a Stitcher company. I was like, hmm, I wonder who Stitcher's owned by. So I go and look at who Stitcher's owned by. Stitcher's owned by some EW company. I'm like, hmm, who is this owned by? Fucking Disney. Why are you giving me an illusion of choice? 
Just say I'm rep by Disney. Why are you giving me this illusion? <laughs> and then I went on Instagram and I'm getting all these targeted ads for sunglasses because it's summer. And I'm like, these companies look so fake as fuck. So I go and look up who the company's fucking owned by. It's owned by fucking Amazon. Why are you giving me illusion of choice? Why are you acting like this is a small business? What the fuck? See, that's how they get you. I guess that's how they are getting us. Like, I don't know. I have now, like, definitely if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, like, my tune about where I see myself has definitely changed. Because I definitely was like, yeah, I want to be rich and famous and powerful. Like, fuck all the other noise. But no! (laughs) No! It's unethical! Yes. I mean, we've been new, but I'm like, it's very unethical. It's It's very unethical. And it always comes at a price. It comes at a price. It absolutely comes at a price. Like, sure, they give you a front or whatever, but your, your artistry suffers. Like, you suffer. I And I see so many artists talk about how the money doesn't make them happy and, like, they're miserable and stuff like that. Like, I get it now. I get it. Like, somebody owns your ideas. You're not able to make what you want to create and put it out there. I think that we should definitely be supporting indie stuff more often and, like, trying to, like, gatekeep and trying to stronghold and not, like, sell out to larger companies. I think overall as, like... Agreed. Because if we look at... If we look at, like, let's say music as a community, if we kind of compare that to black cities in the 60s through the 90s and they had, like, these communities, and then the Highway Act came and they were like, actually, we're going to build highways through your communities. They came and broke up those communities. Same thing. Like, I'm not saying everything was hunky-dory in Africa before slavery. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But if you think of Africa as a community pre-colonialism, they came up, white people came and broke that shit up with themselves and then split it up into countries and all this other stuff and broke up communities. Like, that's all they do. Like, that's what these corporations serve. Like, they come into this community that you're building and they break it up. That's what happened with rap. Like, rap was a community and then it became commercialized and it broke up the community. So now we have all these little pockets of different types of rap, which is fine, which is cool. And I think they would have formed anyway, but it's a lot harder for artists to reach their communities because they have such a small community that is, like, exerted from this larger Thing of rap and music and black music hmm. like jazz fucking sucks now jazz used to be fucking good <laughs> i have not heard any modern jazz modern music. jazz fucking sucks because it's overrun <laughs> by white men 20s jazz oh i'd be up in here like top hopping and bob hopping like if you like it ha- it just makes me so infuriated yeah, same. I try not to think about it too much. Like, you think about it more than me, as I'm like, mm, I was like, mm, I want to keep my peace. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, like, I I did my whole ritual this week, and I was like, I'm about to go back in my peaceful state. But, yeah. Because I'm like, this type of rage, I'd be like, oof, like, this intense to feel, like, feeling that rage. I'm like, intense. I don't like this. Let's it's tone it intense. down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And just to top the cherry off, the fact that the company that they're up to is called Building Brown Millionaires Agency... I was like, it sounds... Capitalist. Fed-related. Which, fed-related. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just don't understand how they can't see that... Or maybe they do see, but they're trying to fake. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't see how they can't see that what they're doing is profiting off of black death. I know they have a meeting coming up with the mothers, Tamika and yeah. um, Fred Hammond And Jr. Lisa. And Lisa, yeah. So I'm hoping it goes well. And that the mother's ma- demands are met. They definitely yeah. excluded Chong King on purpose. Love that for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I think 
um, Deshaun was like, oh, like Sean King did reach out for a meeting, but we decided to just go with the other Black ones. people. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let's not even get these this fraudulent white man involved. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Shouldn't even be over here. See, I feel like the Black people, that seems like we could... We could like come to terms with stuff and like mm-hmm. make some progress. So yeah. At least you're black and you're you're allegedly on our side, right? Yeah. But a white man, that's just devious. Just devious, and he's a federal agent. Like I don't a see how fed. nobody sees that. Like literally, like this is a white man. This is a undercover police officer. I don't know what it's gonna take for the masses to see. Like his grow audience. your hair out, Sean King. Grow it out. I and I don't understand why these people never provide receipts. I think people would shut up if you just provided a receipt. Take the DNA test. And I'm not just talking about the DNA. I'm talking about like the like funds and like donations that they yes, don't give to absolutely. people. Absolutely. If you if you allegedly gave it out, show us the receipt. Show then. me the receipt. And if I'm like I'm like I keep receipts on everything, and I don't even be doing shit. Like okay. And if it's digital, get you could get the screenshot right now. Exactly. Post a screenshot. <laughs> and this will all go away if we can see that you're actually doing what you say you're doing. And I don't think that's I don't think that's a lot to ask. It's really not. It's not, especially when you're getting like thousands of dollars. Millions. Millions. millions of dollars is not too much I would to absolutely ask keep for receipts. Every single receipt. Like, you can I would go be posting that by myself. Go into your history, your Cash App history, your GoFundMe history, whatever the history is that you're distributing funds at. They have the history. Like, it's, it's not that hard. You can access it easily. You don't want to. Exactly. Or has it been mysteriously deleted? Or know. was it never there? Was it never there? Will we ever know the truth? No. Not sure. I'm like, if I was managing that much money, I'm sorry, I would be posting the screenshot without you even having to ask me for it. Because I'm not going to get caught up. Yeah. Y'all not even going to put that on me. <laughs> Plus, just for transparency. Just for transparency. Like, I don't know. It's just too many scammers out here nowadays to not... Everyone's a goddamn scammer. ...willingly give transparency with, like, who your funds are going to. It's really not too much to ask. And he tried to profit off of Chadwick's death. With what? He sent an email out. and Oh, yeah. And he, he was like, yeah, our brother Chadwick died. But I have this book and you should buy it. Like, sick. A sick white man. You will never see the light of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Kim will not. Not. Oof. You won't even see the light of the fire from hell. Like Plot twist. Sean King was Satan in Lil Nas X's video. Ah! <laughs> I'm just saying. An ugly Satan man. Like, Sean King will literally be sitting right next to Ronald Reagan. Mm. Right next to Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. The way Ronald Reagan is burning up for all of eternity. Oof. That's why white people take, like, old evil white people, they take so long to die. They scared. really do. It's really sick how long white people's life expectancy Prince is. Prince Philip. <laughs> Girl. Queen Elizabeth. It's time to go. It's time. Wrap it up. It's time. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> like, and I'm like, once one goes, will they all start dropping like flies? Like, what is. I hope so. Because I'm like, when they all go, will I know peace? We will know some peace. I know they're going to go in my lifetime. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I cannot We're wait. We're young. We, we have many more years than they have. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Mitch McConnell, I might have to pop some bottles in your honor. Ooh, you know what? I sure would. Let's throw a, a Mitch McConnell death party. Hey. <laughs> like, hey, that nigga's dead. Yeah. And 
Prince Philip, I feel like Prince Philip's death is about to light the timeline up. I want to see the jokes. I'm very <laughs> excited for the jokes. <laughs> Better be lit up. Yes. Yeah. Mitch McConnell's dead party. Um, Ronald Reagan's dead party. I, no, not Ronald Reagan. R. Kelly's dead party. Yeah. I, I love the idea of just having, like, parties to celebrate the death of such terrible people. Such evil, terrible people. Mm. <laughs> love that <laughs> speaking of evil terrible people amazon is on twitter now because jeff bezos saw himself getting ate up on twitter and said nah we about to rewrite this narrative please i'm sick of it they get ratioed every goddamn tweet i i don't see how people have the energy to be honest but i think it's hilarious such as the nature of twitter such as the nature of twitter um it's definitely a marketing scheme in more ways than one i think that and I swear I'm not trying to do conspiracy theory. But, like, it makes sense in my head. And let me know if this makes sense. Niggas on Twitter love to argue. Jeff Bezos is sending someone to argue on Twitter for him or whatever the case is. And that just increases the visibility. And, like, that's doing something to the human brain, maybe, where people are like, mm, Amazon. But also, I looked at the Twitter account followers. They're all bots. They're literally all bots or Amazon-related. There's not a single real person that follows them. <laughs> Like, I click on one bot, and it's like, oh, made in 2014, but then it's following like, one of the other bots, and, like, they don't really post anything. They're like, oh, I love my job at Amazon. Real human here. I'm at Amazon. Like, like, do you have, If are you real if you keep having to say you're a real human? And you know that thing with the AI, and they can create faces that don't really exist, but they look real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what the profile pictures they are. They said, shuffle. Here we go. Scary stuff. White person number 39. Very scary. Yeah, Jeff Bezos was apparently, like, pissed off because everybody's like, oh, we hate Amazon and, like, all the Amazon strikes going on. Um, and Bernie Sanders has been eating him up on Twitter, talking about you need, you're a terrible, like, corporation and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. Amazon trying to get some hands, uh, get some punches in there. Um, as they should. <laughs> like, they treat their workers like shit. Oh, no, Amazon's trying to punch back. Oh, Amazon trying to punch back. Yeah, they were like, um, well, our minimum wage is $15 an hour. What about y'all's? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, got them there. And they was coming after, who else? Elizabeth Warren. I was like, you know what? They do have the receipts on y'all. I was like, it's really, it's sad. I was like, but they're right, right there. They got you right there. Broken clock. Broken mm. clock. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I'm making the pack to stop buying from Amazon. Oh, I've been doing that. Yeah, I had to buy some uh, Brita filters yesterday because I was like, damn, I was like, wow, like my water thing is not working. And I was like, fuck. But yeah, I'm definitely, I know everybody's like, no ethical consumption under capitalism, but you should consume less from places that are clearly terrible. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, if you can, why not? If you can, why not? And I'm like, even if you can't, I'm like, can you find a way to? Like, can you reach out prior to when you need those items that you need to order from Amazon to get two days, in two days or whatever, the two-day shipping? Like, are you seeing that you're running out prior to and you can reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I need this item? Or, I don't know, I'm just like... Yeah, maybe there's other options. Maybe there's not. I don't know. I know certain not. stuff, it'd be only on Amazon. Yeah. Or it'd be like, damn, like, I really need this shit in two days. Yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> I get it, but definitely sick. consume less from Amazon. Like, I see people buying clothes from Amazon. 
like, clothes. Why? Uh, let's go to a clothing store. Let's go to a clothing store. You know, like some, there know. was some booty leggings and like Amazon crop top. I'm like, you could buy this on any site. Why yeah. Amazon? There were like some quote Amazon leggings that everyone liked for a minute. Yeah. I was like, okay. Apparently they like make their ass look nice. Look, it's not gonna make I your guess. ass look nice if there's no ass. It just is what it is. So you could get leggings from somewhere else. You can get leggings <laughs> from somewhere else. But if you also, don't have a butt, you're not going to have one with no leggings. It's just not realistic. I don't really care. I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? People are going to do what they want to do. And Amazon is really convenient, so. It is convenient. Like, I, I understand why everybody wants to keep using Amazon. I get it. I just wish that overall people would consume less, like in general, because I'm looking at, and Amazon absolutely controls what we see on a lot of websites. Like on TikTok, there's Amazon mm-hmm. hauls, like every other freaking swipe and it's like people are buying copious amounts of stuff like you're spending 300 400 500 on amazon i'm like if you can spend that much on amazon you can afford to shop somewhere else i'm not talking about people who are like oh i need this 20 dollars thing right now like there's people buying like i mean like boxes and boxes of stuff like spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on mm. amazon at one time you could buy that from somewhere else. Just to do a haul? To do a haul. Oh, Same brother. thing with, like, Shein. Like, Shein has been exposed. Like, yes, I'm guilty of buying from Shein. But I literally have stopped. Like, they were like, yeah, they use child labor practices. I was like, I can no longer buy from here. I mean, it might be hard-pressed to find a company that's not using child labor or, like, True. underpaid labor anywhere. Oh. If it's, say, made in Bangladesh, India, wherever the fuck, yeah. like, it's probably not good. But I'm like... Even if you buy from these sites, or even if you feel the need to buy from these sites, consume less. Because, if anything, these sites are simply trendy throwaway clothing, right? You're not going to wear this shit in three weeks. So why are you buying $500 worth of clothing that you... Like, especially if you're a person that's like, oh, I want to be on the latest trend. Stop buying $500 worth of clothes. You're not going to wear it. You're going to, like, throw them out or sell them on Depop. And people who buy shit to just sell on Depop, scum of the earth. They're sick. Especially people who be, like taking stuff from thrift stores to resell like children's clothing from thrift stores and be like vintage crop top it's a baby shirt there there's just so much wrong end of sentence end of days (laughs) end of days when soon come soon come i see why gay people want to start their own commune I'm on the wave now. Yeah, like, I just want to, like, reach retreat from main society. Yeah. And just live my, live my life, listen to my music, smoke my weed, play my games. Yeah, I want, like, a full commune. Like, I don't even, I want to grow my own food. I want to. You want to farm. I want to farm. I do want to farm. Just off the grid completely. Nice. I want to, like, have my, I want to, like, grow my own weed. Mm-hmm. I think that's possible. Give me 10 years. Yeah. That wraps up this week's episode of One and a Half Lesbians. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 1.5lesbians and let us know what you thought about this week's episode. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Stay gay. Oh, hi, my twerking skills are unmatched. Genetic code made my ass fat. I'ma talk shit while I ride the dick. I'ma give you multiple clapbacks. Got bow ties and suspenders, snapbacks and fanny. TNT in the bathroom, pillows all up in the bathtub, bodies on bodies on bodies on Molly, I'm feeling real good.